Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Josh. And uh, this is a very special episode where we are doing a collaboration with our friends from the Cinephiles Digest. You know him, you love him. We got our dad, Travis, here. Travis. Now it's my turn to speak. <coughs> Sorry about that. Just waking up over here. All right, you wake up, uh, and then we got Matt, which uh, you know him from our Halloween episodes. Matt, how's it going? What's up? What's up? Happy to be here. Yeah, going to be a huge episode. Uh, This is episode 103, and today we are talking about Ty West's X, latest horror film from A24, plus uh, some other stuff we've been watching. So how's everybody doing? Um, I'm Don't doing speak fabulous. Yeah, just getting around. Uh, we have a very special event coming up between some of us. You do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This will be uh, the last episode for a couple weeks or for two weeks because uh, next weekend we'll be in Vegas for Travis's bachelor party. Turn it up. Party. It might be the last episode ever, honestly. I mean, I don't. Yeah, we might die. I, don't, I really don't <laughs> want to live after that. So, yeah, going to be fun. Yeah, so and then we'll have. Um, just prepping for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to at least make the wedding or Chelsea will kill me. So. She can't yeah. kill you if you're already dead, bud. She can't, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> what if we just left you in Vegas? Then you're, you know. That's a good point. She'll bring me back to life just to kill me again. <laughs> Get the DNR stamped on your ass before we go. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> this guy is very deliberate about not resuscitating him at all. Don't touch his dead body. Or my butthole. Or his butthole. Well, maybe his butthole, but not his dead body. Yep. <laughs> Well, anyways, uh, besides the bachelor party coming up, uh, I went to a 90s-themed party last night to celebrate one of our friend's 30th birthday, and uh, nice. I won prom king. Do you remember your 30th birthday? I know it was kind of a while ago. God, uh, <laughs> actually, I do remember it. I did a uh, brewery crawl in Ballard, and uh, Matthew was in tow. Mm-hmm. Was in tow, yeah, physically and mentally, or just like he was there. <laughs> Both. I was a uh, prom king of that birthday party. <laughs> Huge. Was Huge. that really your thirtieth, Travis? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. What was that lame? <laughs> well, no. I just feel like. What was it lame? <laughs> you did that for your thirtieth? What a fucking yeah. loser! <laughs> I couldn't imagine having a less memorable thirtieth than what. I just can't keep track of fucking time anymore. Was that right before the pandemic? Did you turn 30? Was your 30th uh, birthday in 2019? It was either, yeah, either right before or the year before. I can't remember exactly. Oh, because I remember. I do math. I'm pretty That's so long ago. I remember a Ballard beer crawl where I broke the news to your brother that Haley and I were moving to Florida. And that would have been October 2019. That you fucking know well, what we year were... you turned 30, bud. Was it 2019 or 2018? <laughs> yeah, do some quick math here. Uh, well, I was born in 88. Okay, so it was guys. not then. So. <laughs> 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 it was 2018 would have been your 30th. <laughs> yeah, I don't think... I think you're mixing up birthdays, bud. I'm pretty sure the beer crawl was your 31st birthday. 
No, because Brady and Trey came out. It was a big deal. He gave me that Ichiro bobblehead. We ended the night at the Sloop, and I was TTU. I puked in the uh, <laughs> bushes outside <laughs> yeah, to end the night. It was huge. All right. Wow. Time's, time's funny, that, isn't man. it? Yeah. Time is funny. We're almost dead. <laughs> um, almost dead. Okay, so that's a good point to... I, I think... I don't know if I'm being paranoid here, but do you see levels on my feed? Like mm. audio levels? What's your... Are you I can see Yeah, I yes, can see you, Yeah, I can see Okay, you. Okay, because I don't see any levels. I just... I don't know if it's like I just want to make sure it's picking up mine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nope. Everyone's is moving. Okay. Cool. On my and it's yeah. For some yeah. reason, mine just is not is not giving me waves when I speak. So okay, just want to mm-hmm. make sure that's you're seeing waves and it's recording. Okay. Yep. All right. So how about we uh, get into our featured beer here? Now this was my choice. Um, sadly, we couldn't coordinate with the boys it was a little bit last minute but uh josh and i here have barrel aged double dipped banana split from saugatuck brewing company which is a milk stout with natural flavors (laughs) now uh saugatuck is pretty well known for their neapolitan stout so i'm hoping Mm, this is just as good i'll read the description on the can here Here's to the double dip. Ice cream, you scream. We all scream for barrel-aged ice cream. Brewed with natural strawberry, banana, chocolate, and vanilla, this milk stout has been double dipped by first being aged in oak bourbon barrels, followed by French brandy barrels, aging for a total of 24 months. So put down the spoon and get ready to drink your dessert. Uh, We got a 10.5% ABV. What's that? So that's what he said? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Kyle, when was yours uh, canned? I'm interested to see you. Uh, it's, on the, it's on the bottom. What are we looking at here? Mine was canned December of 21. What what day? December 6, 2021. 20, hey, we had the same. We got the same vintage. The same one. <laughs> Let's yep. go. Perfect. Um. Yeah, I don't know. What else? What else can you say? Oh, that's you said. That's what he said, which is also funny, Travis. You probably didn't know this. Saugatuck, it's a uh, yeah. gay capital of Michigan. Oh, queer capital of Michigan. <laughs> yep. Even more. That's Good. why I yeah. said it. It's like sub. <laughs> yeah. It's like you knew subconsciously. Yeah. And we have there's a there's a saying called sausage tuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so queer capital of Michigan, huh? So they got like one gay bar there, and it's just. Queer, queer capital know. by default, or okay, um, yeah, that's what... it's a thing. Obviously, we don't come close to any any major city or somewhere like Portland. But um, hey, you know what, Saugatuck? It, it's interesting because Saugatuck is in West Michigan, also, and like you have to go through like the Bible Belt of Michigan to get to Saugatuck. It's it's a very strange area. Um, yeah, anyway, because Douglas, it's technically in Douglas, right? Uh, the brewery is yes. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. They're like next to each other. Yeah, they're right next to each other. Um. But yeah, there's a there's a nice little neon picture on the front here, resembling some dong. And as I was saying before, I really wanted to get these nuts 
for this episode by Beards Brewing, but Josh couldn't find it. So these nuts. <laughs> yep. All right. So you're ready to try this I couldn't this find it, which is weird because it was it's usually readily, like you can always get it, I feel like. So and I, I feel like I've seen it one. at Super Liquor multiple times. That's why oh, I Oh, I probably, I sure. seen, but they didn't have any beards. I was confused. Huh. But. Okay. Yeah, let's get into it. All right, you're going to try it. And I know that Travis did a stout of some sort. What are you drinking over there? I yeah, am you drinking want to mention what you're drinking? A banana nut muffin stout from the brewery. Imperial stout with banana walnut and natural vanilla flavor. And it is pretty tasty. I'm sorry. Yeah, the brewery? Are you talking about Great Notion? No. No. <laughs> it's literally, it's be, be. Okay. I was about to say, get real, bud. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a play on also something the word say. brewery. Okay, no, That's I know B-R-U. what you're talking about now. Oh, okay, okay, but, I, but yeah, that is definitely something I would say. I, yeah, <laughs> I was gonna be like, oh man, you're you're full on Great Notion stand now, Jesus Christ. Okay, it's the only brewery that matters. <laughs> now Travis has actually lost his uh, number one fan spot. Sorry. Oh yeah, Chelsea's dad is fucking oh. taking that over and. Mm-hmm. Just running with it. He goes like two times a week, and he like sends me all the untapped things. Like, look at this new one. Look at this new. One. I'm like, dude, come on. So you were dethroned, <laughs> huh? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he's got a problem. It was like me when I first <laughs> started getting into craft beer. The best part about it is he was the Coors Light drinker forever, and always made fun of craft beer drinkers, saying it's all the same. All it does is give you a stomach ache and. All that, like all this bullshit, but now he's fucking hook, line, and sinker. Dude, is yeah. your do we have the same dad, Travis? Is your dad my dad? <laughs> <laughs> my dad is also a Coors Light drinker. Who uh, Birch, Birch yeah. Bay, where I'm from, they've got a, a new brewery that opened like a year ago. And, oh man, he loves that place. It's called Beach Cat Beach Brewing. Cat? Yeah. Oh yeah. We talked about Beach that. Hat. He's all about Beach Cat. Cat. Okay. Oh, yeah. Pretty cool. I'm excited to check it out. I'll be in. Uh, I'll be back in Washington for a little Travi boy's wedding, so I'll be able to check out uh, the Beach Cat while I spend some time. We will all fam. finally be united under the same roof. Mm-hmm. It's true. Wow. First time ever. It's gonna be huge. Huge. Um, huge. Okay, so let's get into this banana split. Um, what do you? What do you think? Initial yeah, impressions. Pretty solid. I mean, very chocolatey. They get notes of, I don't know what else I get, but there's something else I got else the banana there. more. Like, uh, I don't taste the strawberry very much at all. No. Yeah, I'm I don't, banana and chocolate, which is why I think... I don't know if I'm getting much banana. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's what I'm getting. Now, this one doesn't have too many ratings on Untapped, but it's also not as high as you would expect like an Imperial Stout like this to be. You know, a lot of those get mm-hmm. the uh, the ABV bump. The, the sweetness bump, um, there's a lot of those, you know, things that they get boosted ratings because it's approachable and easy to drink. But I think the banana is kind of a turnoff for, you know, a lot of people don't like banana flavored things. I, yeah. To me, I can taste the banana more than any other fruit, I guess. 
we need yeah. a Jacob here to taste the nuance. Yeah. <laughs> here, I'll I'll do Jacob's. Mm, I'm really getting that um, that velvet that that tote <laughs> tongue coating. <laughs> oh yeah, he loves coating that. Too. <laughs> oh oh yeah. yeah. Got uh, nutmeg on the nose. Uh, this banana <laughs> this tastes like a Colombian banana. Interesting choice. And when, and when I uh, when I fart, I kind of smell notes of strawberry. Mm. It's crazy. It really comes out on the other end. The strawberry. Note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got a very oaky afterbirth. Yeah, very oaky afterbirth. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, it is good. I don't love it, but. Um, it's yeah, a one and done. And I was forced one to get a four pack. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's. Were they at least tall boys of that? Nope. Sixty ounces. They're really so. It's twenty They're for 12 four. Ounce. Twelve ounces. Twelve ounces. Yep. You got oh, yeah, to get a four pack. Yeah. Is it imperial stout? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, Michigan. Well, we don't give no fucks. Bum <laughs> them off on somebody. <laughs> I've gotten four packs of like. You can get well dogfish head. You can get a four pack of. Palo Santo, which is like a fourteen percent brown, and it's which is pretty intense. Mm-hmm. Well, you can save at least one for Jacob when he comes back. I don't, he, I don't know yep, if he's ever yep. had this or not, but he doesn't checked it in. Nope, cool. I doubt it. I mean, there's only three hundred and two check ins on this thing. Yeah, I, I saw that. Hmm. All right, cool. Well, that's uh, barrel aged, double dipped banana split by Sagatuck. Not uh, not gonna blow you away for an imperial stout, but um, solid, nonetheless. Definitely solid. All right, cool. Well, uh, you guys ready to get into the featured review? Mm-hmm. Yeesh. Let's get Never it. Never been more ready. <laughs> All right. Well, we're talking <laughs> X. X is written and directed by Ty West. It stars Mia Goth, Jenna Ortega, Brittany Snow, Kid Cudi, Martin Henderson. Owen Campbell, and a few others. Plot synopsis reads, In 1979, a group of young filmmakers set out to make an adult film in rural Texas, but when their reclusive elderly hosts catch them in the act, the cast find themselves fighting for their lives. Let's take a listen to a clip. I've seen you sneaking a few long peeks at Jackson over here. No, I I wasn't looking. You don't mind none. She's right. Oh my. No offense. Everybody likes sex. It's a guess. We're just not afraid to admit it. Queer, straight, black, white. (laughs) It's all disco. You know why? Because one day, we're going to be too old to fuck. And life's too short, if you ask me. Roger that. The fact of the truth of the matter is, we turn folks on. And that scares them. And they can't look away neither. That's right. We're like a foxy car wreck. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what did you guys think of X? In honor of Jacob. I liked it. Um, <laughs> I did like uh, X quite a bit. Um, little precursor. I am becoming more and more of a Ty West fan as I dive deeper into his filmography. Um, I like his style a lot. Um, and I like this one um, quite a bit. I like how he obviously in House of the Devil we talked about it before. Um, you know, it it felt like a movie made in the seventies, where this one just felt like a movie based in the seventies. So I like that he was a, he's very um, 
malleable and able to, you know, kind of portray that, I think, very, um, very well. Um, I liked uh, how this movie really leaned into the, you know, an ode to some slasher, um, you know, classics back from that era, um, really leaned into that and never took itself too seriously, which um, I liked quite a bit. Um, Some cool um, editing. It was pretty uh, heavy, you could say, which mm, I don't know if I technically loved too much. Um, And I also want to say that I do think that I need to give this a rewatch because I think some things went over my head um, while watching it. Um, That's not going to take away from it necessarily, but I think that it could potentially um, help it uh, in terms of a rewatch. But yeah, some some great some great kills, uh, some awesome kills. And then um, I mean, I like the cast. uh, You know, they were all pretty one dimensional. But, you know, I mean, I didn't really expect much from once I learned what this was really about, because um, I, I going into it, I really didn't know too much about it. I read like the synopsis a little bit, but um, didn't really dive too deep into what it was. But once I figured out what it was and it was kind of just. Instead of um, being a movie that thought it was going to be something like monumental, it really leaned into the campiness of that genre rather than like making it seem like it was, like I said, trying to be groundbreaking by any means. It was just kind of a play on that genre, which I I thought was really, really interesting. So yeah, overall I, I enjoyed X quite a bit. So you're, you're by for tie is what you're saying. Oh yeah. (laughs) I'm, I'm all in on tie more like tie best. Oh yeah, dude. (laughs) Uh, I, I can go next. Um, X, uh, I like quite a bit. Um, I I like Ty West. I've never been like blown away by any of his movies. I mean, even House of the Devil, I think is is pretty great, but it's not like a personal favorite. Um, I still think The Innkeepers is probably my favorite Ty West film, even after X. But I really enjoyed uh the pacing of the film like i was worried that it was going to be like a slow burn and not that a slow burn is necessarily a bad thing but thankfully about halfway through the film there's a a turn that happens and then it's just kind of all out uh smut and uh violence through to the uh the end so that was pretty cool um i really like the look of the film i love the cast um there's some good some good gore scenes for sure, which Ty West uh, has always been pretty good at. Um, but having said all of that, it's, um, I don't know, ultimately a little unremarkable. Like this isn't a movie that I'm like dying to see again immediately. Like it's not, it's not derivative, but it is familiar and that's not necessarily mm-hmm. a bad thing, but it was just like, clearly it's an ode to like, 70s slashers right it knows what it is it does that very well but it's not particularly memorable at the end of the day so um i'll watch it again eventually and i did really enjoy it but um you know it's it could have could have been better i had i was pretty hyped on this one just based on the trailers and ty west doing his first horror movie since uh I mean, I guess the, the Sacrament is arguably yeah. a horror movie, but I would say really since The Innkeepers, uh, 
his uh horror movie he hasn't really made a horror movie since then because he did that fucking uh western with uh ethan hawk i never saw what's that movie called yeah, in, the, in a valley of violence yes yeah still haven't seen that hmm. i am curious to watch it still but yeah, Ethan Hawke and John Travolta. Oh, and fucking Ethan Hawke's my guy, so I don't know how I've gone this long Ethan without Hawk. seeing it. But uh, yeah, pretty pretty good. Didn't fall in love with it, but uh, I don't really. There's not a whole lot you can fault it for either. I guess is kind of where I land right now. All right, uh, Travis, I don't want to cut you off here, but um, oh. going to do that. <laughs> you want to go? I think I should go because um, <clears throat> my my, well, you're you're allusion to your feelings on it i know i think i know where you're gonna fall you don't know where i'm going (laughs) okay well then surprise us at the end but um based off of what i think i want you to go last so is that okay Okay, you're the the pod father here so take control um okay i will say that i really liked x i feel like i'm very close to matt and josh on it um definitely love the look of it i like that yeah exactly what josh said it feels like it's set in the 70s rather than like made in the 70s and i love all the like the cuts with um with the old school camera and how that you know just those how those shots look and stuff and they're cool (laughs) they're uh never seen that before no i'm just saying it's (laughs) obviously yeah it's 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 not derivative but it feels familiar like what matt said i mean yeah that's that's true but it works well here and I don't know, just the whole angle of like the the filmmaker setting out to make more than just a porno. Like that is something that feels f- like of that time where like the genre was taking a a turn. Anyway, I love all that stuff. I love the angle that they take with um, with the homeowners um, and that twist. Like you said, that happens halfway. And just the way that they kind of what it's saying, like thematically there, uh, and then how that goes oh, yeah. into it's, the rest of the killings. It's saying so much. This movie oh, has my. so much to say. You gonna shut up? <laughs> the <laughs> you know the uh, you know what I hated the most though was definitely the overuse of or not overuse, but the heavy-handed religious angle allegories that they. Uh, Nah, I don't know if they shoehorned him in there, but it was just too much. And then the ending, that reveal, I don't know if that completely worked for me either. But all in all, yeah, lots of good kills. I do like the editing also. The I like the the wipes that they used with the that's that thin black bar. Um the flashes, I guess it would call it, like that transition of that. I don't know, mm-hmm. just stylistically it was it was more than what I was expecting just from, I haven't seen a lot of his films. I've only seen house of the devil, which we'll get into later, but uh, I like this quite a bit more. So when you, I thought you just liked it alone for the, the, um, the old person, uh, scene. Pearl. Oh yeah. Horny Pearl is possibly the greatest character. <laughs> the past five years. Oh yeah. I will say when you said you love the wipes, I thought you were talking about the cum rag at first. <laughs> oh yeah. I was like, me love too, the, brother. Love, love too. the cum rag. <laughs> love, love that. that. <laughs> Before Travis goes, I do just want to say really quickly that Ty West, I think what he understands most is just how truly fucked up and scary old people are. And this movie is <laughs> like truly takes advantage of 
what if horny gilf that's the plot of the movie essentially without getting too <laughs> oh, specific yeah. and it's uh it's, it's pretty gross um not to be ageist but um old people fucking bum me out and gross me out so <laughs> <laughs> so where that worked for me <laughs> all right the moment you've all been waiting for my opinion on x uh i think i'm kind of in line with matt but maybe a little more on the negative side just based on what he was saying. Um, I was pretty hyped for this movie. I do like Ty West quite a bit from what I've seen. Um, I love House of the Devil, and then some of the other stuff I've seen of his, um, I do enjoy as well. But that's probably my favorite. Um, So I think the main problem I had with this one is, yeah, ultimately it was a little disappointing, but um, I thought it was kind of boring. And um, Scott loves House of the Devil, but thinks X is boring. Sure, you can just say that you know this is a slasher movie, so we're just going to get it a free pass because it's not doing much more than just being a slasher movie. Um, but yeah, um, I thought it didn't really have much to say. Like the little that it did have felt a little forced, just to actually have something you know in his movie beyond just being a straight up slasher. Um, I kind of liked the meta aspects, but felt like it could have went a little deeper, like with the filmmaker and just some of the lines that they use um, in the movies alluding to it, like being in on in on the joke almost that, you know, they're making a movie within a movie. Um, I don't think it really delivered much beyond the premise. Like the, the trailer really sold me, but I feel like I didn't get much more than what was in the trailer. Um, I thought it was well-made and there was some good gore, but even some of the kills happened way too quick. Like it was just over and done with, with like one blast. And um, so those were kind of lackluster in my opinion. And it didn't I'm really. Assume, I'm kind of confused of which one. What are you talking about? What's, There's like at least half of them. There's one specifically like... that I, I, I know what you're talking about. I don't, <laughs> don't want to spoil it, but there's one character specifically who yes. literally okay. gets blasted. And then you there, that's it. the one that it makes sense <laughs> for also. Like it makes the most sense that it happens to that character. It does. It does. Yeah. But I, what Travis is getting at is you don't get to see like the bullet riddled body. You don't get to see the carnage. It's just like a one and done blast. Bye bye, brother. Never see you again kind of thing, which is, mm-hmm. you know, makes sense. But but there was some good gore. In it it. Felt I will give it that. Uh, yeah. But it's just yeah. I think half the kills were pretty abrupt and like it just felt inconsequential. Like it just it was like, OK, they're out of the story now. Um and the old people, like I, I kind of like that it was going for something a little different, I guess, with the the whole you know horny gilf and all that. But like, <laughs> I think it could have went a little further with it, and those two characters just weren't that memorable to me. Or like, I don't see them. I mean, besides like Pearl, I don't really think they're like that iconic either. And not saying that they have to be, but I feel like this was aspiring to be more than just like your run-of-the-mill slasher but like it didn't really satisfy me on anything more than just like it's like a slightly elevated slasher in my opinion but i feel like it was going for more so that's why i was disappointed by it um so yeah i'm kind of torn i don't know exactly how negative i want to be with this because i did i did like it i guess but i don't know i'd ultimately was disappointed so that's where some of my negativity is coming from that that makes sense like i think 
where I stand is that I feel like the movie deliver de- completely delivered on the premise, and you think it didn't deliver anything beyond the premise. You know, like it's just yeah. a matter of perspective. Like I went into it looking for like a really cool slasher, and you know, if it does something beyond that, cool. But you know, I don't think it did, and that's fine. I still really enjoyed it. Whereas I think maybe I think the hype got to you, bud. I think you just saw the you saw the A twenty four and you were like, pump it directly into my veins, <laughs> forgetting the A twenty four is dropping off big time. We don't need to get into there right now, but A twenty four sucks. Lamb sucks. Fuck you, Kyle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Half my top ten last year was fucking. <laughs> I mean, obviously, obviously, Alex Garland is going to redeem A twenty four with men in a couple months. So I'm. It's it, it'll be fine, but. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just a matter of perspective, I think. I think it's kind of the opposite. I went in just expecting a, a decent to good slasher, and I think it delivered a lot more than that. So my ex- probably my expectations were lower than your guys's, especially watching The House of the Devil before this. Um, but like we need to get into more like details and spoilers to talk about the things that they're achieving and going for mm-hmm. and things like that. So. If you guys are good on general discussion, then let's let's move past that. Yeesh. Um, um, I mean, w- real quick before we go yeah, yeah. into like spoilers and stuff, I was just gonna say, um, I guess dig a little bit more into like the 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 porn aspect of it, like, mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is like obviously we've seen it before, like it's it's made to look like. 70s footage you know it's like oh this is like they actually filmed the porn but like i get that editing is a theme a, a thing but like there's only one camera and in the moment in a lot of those porn oh, scenes it's back like and forth cutting like- back and <laughs> forth yeah and like i get it i get you know in reality they could have just filmed it from multiple perspectives and blah 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 but mm-hmm. it still th- threw me out of it because it just seemed to um crisp like the porn sequences the way they were edited like i was like eh. it took me out of it a little bit just because i was i was <laughs> starting to poke holes in it a little bit even though technically they could have done it i was just it, i don't know how you guys felt about that but i definitely now you sound little, like me the porn stuff was the best part could have used more porn for sure i did i I, I noticed that when uh when it happened like they were cutting like back and forth between you know, just like dialogue, getting different shots like very quickly. And I'm like, okay, I could assume that, you know, like you said, that they were stopping it, filming it from another angle, continuing it, so on and so forth. But um, I wish that they had made it more rough around the edges in that, like in the camera shots, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because obviously it wouldn't have been as perfect as it was. Like, let's see a little bit more scenes there. An aspiring filmmaker was shooting it. Yeah, he was going avant-garde for it. So, but he clearly oh, yeah. wasn't. I mean, you look at the way that those, that those were framed. Like, I kind of like that about the movie. Like, it's it's a perfect marriage, right? Like horror, like independent horror and pornography. Like, they can both be made cheaply outside of the system, right? So it's like a perfect merger of like you know setting it, doing this porn setting, but making it an independent horror movie. Like I like that aspect of it, but I mean, it was it was just enough where I was like starting to question it, and anything that pulls me out of the film is 
not necessarily a negative, but it's it's worth addressing, which is why I wanted to to mention that mm-hmm. before we since it's spoiler free. That was one of my least important uh, nitpicks, I guess I would say. But I know what you're saying. I f- I thought the same thing when I saw it. So yeah, it's good to bring up. Um, <laughs> it's good stuff. Any though. other general things? No, not for me. Nope. Cool. Okay. Uh, so let's get into spoilers here, or or anything that I guess would give away you know, more than you want to know going into it. So spoilers from here on out. Um, going back to the porn thing real quick. The, uh, this is part of what I think that they were going with the, it is saying more than just an average slasher, like the somewhat feminism angle of, you know, it being their choice to, to star in these things. And it, like, it, it doesn't matter just that, that old way of thinking of like, kind of wanting to control them like the guy that is is you know dating the one girl and she wants to be in the movie and then there's a conversation where he's like she's going to do it either way she can like resent you for you going against it or you know she might be okay with it if or she might be okay with you if you kind of are okay with it and that whole discussion and angle I thought was just refreshing to see and it's kind of ties back to what I else I watched also but um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't feel. I don't feel like I've seen that many discussions surrounding that in movies. But well, specifically with the setting of this movie, I do think that subversion works very well, and it's intentional in the sense that, like, a lot of these movies made in the seventies and eighties specifically have that trope of like teenagers have sex or young adults have sex and they get killed. Right. So that's yep. a trope from this era of horror films. So for there to be this aspect of like female empowerment and for the antagonist to be, as we've alluded to a horny gilf, like that's subversive. You know what I mean? Like that's what I found most interesting about the movie is that a lot of the individual pieces and themes are very familiar, but he's playing with the tropes of the genre and allowing there to be a little bit of, uh, you know, some un- unexpected, uh, not twists, but there's aspects of the film that are definitely subversive and unexpected. And specifically that female empowerment angle um, definitely felt like, you know, a-, a modern take on the themes of, of of the genre, specifically like a 70s slasher. So I like, I agree that the movie is, it's not just trying to be, genre fair but i also think it's not like overstepping its bounds you know what i mean like i I can't imagine anybody calling this movie pretentious you know what i mean like it's not one of those movies that is like trying to like reinvent the genre or like doing anything crazy like it's a genre film made by someone who clearly loves genre films you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. i i appreciate that aspect of it for sure you should hear ty west talk about this movie though Give me a break. <laughs> Is he trying to make it out like he's, he's the, the savior of horror or something? Or? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen stuff like this in a long time, so I felt like it was my duty to come out here and fuck off. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Now, he was talking pretty highly of himself, though, and doing something that hasn't been done in a while, and 
I wasn't buying it. I haven't done it since I did it 10 years ago. What the, fuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the last person to do this was me. Yeah. <laughs> really felt an emptiness in the time since I've been gone. And I really feel like the world is ready for more me. So here I am, world. <laughs> yeah, dude, he took a decade off just to hone in his craft even more. He does kind of look like a pretentious fuck. Like, I don't, I've, I don't know what the guy looks like, except your next. Like, that's he the looks only... Like, I don't see you know what he looks like? like? He looks like TSE or TES. <laughs> he looks like Trey Edward Schultz. If you just put them next to each other, they look the exact hey. same. I thought he looked like Adam Wingard a little bit. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Doesn't he play a douche in uh, your next? Yeah. Ty West? Yeah. Yeah. He plays a filmmaker. I'm pretty sure he's like a documentary filmmaker in your next. He, Joe, Joe Swanberg is pretty douchey in that too. But he's so good in that movie. Yeah. I mean, they're right. all do- pretty much everyone in that movie is a douchebag besides the uh, main character. Oh, I do need to say, I know we haven't done star ratings yet, but I did I, I had to I had to detract a half star from my final rating because I don't know if you noticed, but in the special thanks at the end, uh Eli Roth is in there. So oh I had God. to detract, oh unfortunately. <laughs> It's a formality, wow. right? But I had to detract half a half star. star. Um, it's not a formality. It's a that's a hero right there. It's you know, I mean, that if Harmony, if hero. he had thanked Harmony Corinne, that would have been a. Each of those two guys get a half star deduction just for being involved <laughs> in anything. So that could have that could have been bad, guys. Do we I know why to. he's getting thanks? Yeah, what was the thanks for? Well, there was like a really long. Did you guys wait? Did you guys stay to the end of the movie? Because there is something at the end of the credits. Did you guys watch it? No, I didn't I don't stay, watch post credit scenes, but I did nope. watch it online. You did see it, okay? Well, anyway, so since I stuck around to the end because I knew there was a thing, there's like a pretty lengthy special thanks section, and it's just a bunch of names. Like Joe Swanberg is in there, Simon Barrett's in there, Adam Wingard. So I think he just thanked Eli Roth because he's like, you know, inspirational. It's it's the he's like the Rat Pack, you know, of horror. It's Eli Roth, Adam Wingard, Ty West. Um, so it's unfortunate, um, but I it had, had to, to mention done. it. it yeah, had yeah I done. had to mention it. You know, <laughs> full transparency. <laughs> Wait, so Travis, you watched it? So um, at, at the very end, at the very end of the credits, there's like a like a grindhouse style like trailer for a different movie. So it's like mm-hmm. a fake trailer. Although I'm realizing now it's actually not fake. Apparently it's being made. Um, they're doing an no, origin. It's already story. been made. He already made it. Like <laughs> he shot it like back to back with X. Oh, see, I haven't done any research, but literally listen to the interviews, man, they're doing an origin story for Pearl. It's called Pearl. Mm. And it's set yeah. in. it's set during like right the onset of World War One. Like and 40s. Mia Goth oh, plays Pearl. Yeah. So I will. Well, I will Mia say Goth does play Pearl in this too. Do you know that? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mia Goth uh, is Pearl. Yep. I'll say that you know I did sound like I was pretty harsh on X, but I am excited for Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> I, why? It's supposed to be released this year too. Huh. To like twenty twenty two isn't like or, or within yeah. a year? Oh, same year. Okay. No, the prequel is due for release <laughs> later in twenty twenty two. Interesting. So this is the this is the early year slasher fun movie, and then Pearl's the Oscar bait uh, drama. Yep. Nice. Maybe, no, good. it's gonna. It looks pretty trashy. I'm pretty excited for it. Actually. Well, yeah, I didn't see. It. <laughs> now that I know it's a real thing and not just a fucking 
dumb stinger on the end. Like, I didn't do any research. I didn't know it was an actual movie. I thought it was like fucking uh, like out the end of uh, Kung Pao Enter the Fist. There's like, you know, uh, teasing the sequel mm-hmm. that never happened. It's so unfortunate. He's uh, trying to push this thing to a trilogy. Yeah, he's oh, the yeah, next I, did, I actually did war, read yeah. that, I think. Yeah, movie Ty West teases potential trilogy. This guy mm. just milking it for all it's worth. He teams up with A24 and is like, how much How much can I get out of this? Do you, you know what the third one needs to be? It needs to be a remake of X, but starring DMX. And it'll be called X Gone Give It To You. <laughs> X Gone Give It To And it's DMX playing Pearl, but it's literally just like a shot-for-shot shot remake. So we, we get to see DMX... Uh, have sex with the grandpa and you know do all the same things but he's like all Mm -hmm. of his lines of dialogue are improvised by dmx oh man all of his lines of dialogue. they should let they need to let me write this fucking trilogy it says he hints (laughs) that the potential third film would be stylistically different so there it is there maybe he already beat you to the punch he's trying to be coy but i need to give ty west more credit because clearly (laughs) he he knows what's up i have full, full faith didn't dmx die like last year Damn, is he dead? Did he? No, DMX. Oh, DMX did die. Fuck. (laughs) Oh no, that's okay. They'll do the they'll do the Coachella uh, Tupac hologram thing. We've got enough. That would be huge. I can't believe I forgot. Can just be growling like a dog and barking. So we've got enough of that in his music. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'll be fine. Okay, so to get back to the movie uh travis you said that the antagonists were somewhat unremarkable and when i think of typical slasher movies their objective is to make them as hated as possible unredeemable but to me in these the two in this movie they are somewhat you know unredeemable but one has dementia and they go out of their way to make her very to make you very feel very empathetic towards her like and the way that they kind of weave in that uh you know just like the depression that comes with aging like it fucking sucks and it's gonna happen yeah but i just don't feel like this movie was like sincere enough to really care about any of that like on an emotional level and to your point about them being like uh antagonists being unlikable or whatever i would argue that most like slasher icons are the main thing that people do like about those movies like freddy ghostface killer like all those like they they like like them but that and they like them yeah yeah they're just iconic they're not they're not like these are just like generic old people like sure they have the whole angle of like but they're not they're not trying to make an iconic killer that's not his goal no i know i'm just that was part of my i i didn't say that that was necessarily fair i'm just saying that I don't think that they were that iconic or memorable. To me, they're like just like they're on the same level of like the hillbillies in like Wrong Turn or something. Like they don't. <laughs> yeah, like I don't think they they're don't, going for an they iconic don't have killer, much but they're but they're memorable beyond... in the sense that they're memorable in the sense that they make you. It, they I actually felt something towards them, especially Pearl. Both of them than or just, Pearl because the well, Pearl. husband. Yeah, the husband. That well, that's I, I will say my main like criticism coming out of it was like the motivations and like how they kind of get how they kind of go along with these killings and stuff. Because 
at one point you it kind of seems like he they are going to do like a twist where he seems like he is this you know racist and just like guy that's going to kill them but then he might end up helping them because his wife is just crazy you know not that he's going to kill her but that he's going to help them try to get out of this and then it doesn't really go oh in that yeah direction. we we believe that he was going to help him from the get-go big time are you being sarcastic because <laughs> i didn't time. think that from the get-go i didn't say that from the get-go i said from the get-go you think he's he's going to be like kyle is hot for killer. pearl straight up like just Dude, horny. Admit it. <laughs> i said horny pearl is one of the greatest characters in the past five years yeah so. you are horny for pearl <laughs> She can. He she did can try to save them, She can sneak though. into my bed any night. He he tried to warn them by saying like, "Hey, don't let my wife see you." And the subtext was, "Don't let my wife see you because she's so fucking horny. <laughs> she will do anything to either oh, fuck yeah. you or kill you." Right. He tried right, to save right. them. So if anything, the old man is the protagonist of the story. Because he tried to save these young He's folks. The real All hero. I'm saying is that <laughs> they. I feel like saying they're unmemorable is. Not, not fair. You, not you're fair. Gonna remember these, you're going to remember I, these movies. You're going to remember Pearl. A, they're making a sequel, yeah, based on just one of them, like on Pearl. That, yeah, I, I don't know if you heard me, but I said earlier the the whole point that you're addressing. I said it. Maybe it's not fair to say this, and then I went mm-hmm. on and said it, and then I <laughs> said, okay. nothing is really memorable or iconic except for Pearl. So mm. okay, I don't know what you're. I, arguing because I, I agree with you to an extent maybe it's i'm just... i feel like i'm arguing this harder because <laughs> this could be like nostalgia or some subconscious thoughts or something but the landslide scene i'm a cold-hearted bastard but that really got to me that was good shit that was probably my favorite scene in the movie thank you thank like you for backing me up there Matt. Sequence. <laughs> the way, and the editing the way it was edited with like the split screen like yes. going mm-hmm. back and forth between mm-hmm. the house and oh that was so good like there's Wait, definitely sorry, what scene landslides uh, when, uh, when kid cuddy when kid cuddy was fucking jamming on the guitar and uh britney snow come on Sorry, I was thinking of a literal landslide. Like that. Did I fall asleep? Like, what? <laughs> you don't, you don't remember the house like getting completely destroyed? <laughs> the house got completely destroyed by a landslide. You remember this? Yikes. <laughs> That's how they all died. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That that part was great. I like Again, don't agree sarcastic, uh, but it really was. <laughs> no, it was, I liked, it was a decent scene. I liked aspects of this. I just think overall I was more disappointed than I was like maybe that's your fault yeah I mean expectations I'm just do, kidding <laughs> do play a role in in my viewings I mm-hmm. I will uh definitely admit that that's why I, mean, I try not to watch trailers to to be fair though what exactly were you expecting because you're not you're not really a Ty West guy right you're not uh, buy for Ty like Josh is right I gave House of the Devil five stars and I'm the one who recommended oh, it to all right you're you're smoking the you're smoking the Ty West reefer then. I also the devil is severely overrated. Great film, but yes, <laughs> severely overrated. I don't think it's Save overrated. It just has its uh, it just has its fans. Exactly, people the, and those fans make it out like Ty West is like the second coming of Christ. Nope, not me. I just that movie was. Uh, I like Ty West overall, but that one is the yeah, clear high mark. He's uh, that's his, you know. 
apex mountain or whatever you want to call it for me at least hmm. he hmm. obviously is playing in this aesthetic of you know retro slashers horror movies like that's that's his jam and it, he does it well but it's the, I, I think i it's will the story and plot surrounding that that i don't know can i feel like is lacking sometimes yeah i think i'll like this more on a rewatch but i don't know there it was kind of disappointing like i think it should have been like more fun or like even more gratuitous like it just i don't think it really went far enough because like some of the like positive reactions coming out of this are like it's saying that it you know it's like so hyperbolic and it's like so horny or so violent or all this but like sure it was at times but i don't know to me it just ultimately didn't deliver on the level that i wanted it to mm-hmm. i mean so to kind of agree with you there um i don't know if you've watched it yet for for our show travis but i watched starry eyes last night so a day after x and the gore in starry eyes is like way more brutal and way more remarkable than x so it's just interesting like the juxtaposition of seeing this movie that is like definitely for gore hounds but i mean besides the like the stabbing like yeah, i, I think that was the, the most brutal yeah. scene yeah. stabbing was great mm-hmm. that was really good gore and it's not super gory but i i really liked the nail scene because it's like you see the nail and then it never cuts from the nail because typically you would like you see the nail and it's like "Uh oh he's gonna step on the nail and then you like show the character walking and then it cuts back to the foot right Mm -hmm. but it was literally just you see the nail and the camera stays on the nail and then he steps on the nail like it was did you i loved that that was effective did did you notice that his skin bounced up too Mm -hmm. on the top of his foot yep like it didn't go all the way through but it it was seamless oh it was good, was, and it was gross. It was way more effective that way than it would have been, because otherwise it just would have been another dude steps on nail scene. You know what I right. mean? Like, the way that it was, that was, if anything, the most inspired bit of filmmaking, which sounds weird to say, right? Like You think that, I think, nail, the, like. <laughs> I think the first kill where the blood splattered on the, the headlights and oh, turned the, headlights, the entire scene yeah. red. I thought that was really that was cool. cool. Like, yeah, and then that it, was really cool. It's reflective like the whole lighting. in the camera lens, how that's turn, then turn, turns red. Yeah, yep. because, yeah, then, I uh, thought the lighting turning red was so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like driving over the uh, the cow carcass, that was good. Some good gore. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, stuck to the tire. <laughs> it was, was driving away. Um, there was definitely good moments for sure. What did you think about the uh, lake or pond? scene the first one Ooh, the overhead like, shot with the overhead gator? shot was great mm-hmm. oh yeah good shit good shit that was really good was but, not so much of a fan of the other the basically what happens to kid cuddy's character like there was some the, good yeah. tension there but uh, i mean we we talked about it earlier like that that was the scene you were talking about right travis like yeah i mean too fast or whatever that one happened fast i mean even the whole nail barn scene was pretty quick like demise um jenna ortega's character i think that's her name um even her death was pretty quick but then even um i forget who falls into the water is it britney snow britney snow yeah Yeah. she gets pushed the gator yeah Yeah, even Mm -hmm. that i mean like it was like sure it was like a callback to 
the alligator or whatever but like it was super dark and like super quick and it's just like okay and she's dead now my my like only rebuttal against that is like what i i get that i know what you're saying by like it's quick and then it's like it's, oh it seems it seems on um it's all about expectations for? like if this was well, like how they can't be too drawn not out Ty West, these, not... these are like 80 year old people like trying to kill they kind of have to be quick because they can't do anything yeah, like it doesn't make it, it that doesn't make it like interesting or okay though like it's still no i know what you're saying I, i'm quick s- i'm weak sitting on the fence here with it i know what you i know what you're saying yeah, do you but think... again it, they kind of i feel like it i want has to be that way i don't know i wanted something a little more memorable i guess like because that's the main thing you go for in a slasher right is kills like memorable kills you're going for like the fun nature and like the gory horrific aspects of those when you watch them and a lot of the kills in this were like pretty quick and like not that memorable it's just like a shotgun blast or you know a, a nail going through someone's eye it's like we've but it's seen also all like semi grounded it's also semi like more grounded than other slashers like fucking texas chainsaw you watch that it's like that's not possible uh, like breaking the original is forearm and then shoving it through the neck is not possible are you talking about the original though no, I'm talking no, about no, about he's the talking about the new one okay yeah i mean i don't even know why you're bringing that into the conversation because <laughs> that, <laughs> nice that has try. interesting kills <laughs> nice try yeah but, but we're not, not talking about that movie okay yeah okay so even the original like the original is a stone cold masterpiece i don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is amazing, and this movie wants to be it and is not. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> Tywis. Sorry. I mean, at least this movie doesn't have a fucking 40-minute scene of some chick running through woods screaming. Doing I nothing. wish that was 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal, dude. Best 40 this... minutes of cinema. <laughs> it's the only yeah. bad thing about an otherwise great movie. Um, no. no, but what I was going to say specifically with Jenna Ortega's character is yeah it happens abruptly but I don't know about you guys but I almost shit myself like that jump oh, scare the said, shotgun oh, blast <laughs> it was that was brutal like that was one of the most effective like it's easy right it's just a shotgun blast going off but like that was one of mm-hmm. the most effective jump scares I've seen in quite a while uh it it really caught me off guard. not for me but I will say in regards to her character uh, another good moment of gore is when she's trying to get out of the like cell oh, yeah. door or like the basement door and she oh, gets yeah. her hand mangled. Oh, green yeah. room, reminiscent of green room. That was so the good. Shining plus it, like, green room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another another scene where like he could have cut into the hand and like physically showed you getting it getting mangled, but it kept the same angle. Kind of like what Matt was saying about the nail. It like stuck to the same angle. So like you seeing her get like her hand get blasted like was stationary which i thought was like kind of cool like a lot of times they would cut into the hand you'd be like oh look at this gross you know look at this gross hand getting mangled but realistically it just like stayed back and you could just see her hand just getting blasted i thought i thought that was um really cool and also another jump scare that i want to talk about is when uh, she turned on the basement light and as soon as she clicked it that's when the, the fucking pitchfork came in and stabbed uh Stab the, yeah, the guy in the eyes. Mm-hmm. 
But that was another one I was like, oh, shit, because it was like it was so jarring, like unexpected. I didn't expect a, the light switch to turn into him getting his eyes stabbed. Mm-hmm. I will say I def- what I admire about Ty West is that he does try to make his movies actually be scary. You know what I mean? Like a lot of slashers, especially nowadays, will focus just on the gore. And while I don't necessarily think that X is 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 scary, like there's at least an attempt to be scary. Um, not just with the jump scares, but like, you know, there's there's scenes where um like early on Mia Goth's character at the, the lake, you know, you see you see yep, yep. Yeah, the window, but also at the lake you see mm-hmm. um in the background as she's about to dive into the water, like the the figure, blurry figure in the background. Yeah. There's at least an attempt to be <laughs> Like to to set up this uh, atmosphere of like unease and dread, like it's there. Like I'm not gonna say it worked super well for me because I ultimately I don't think this movie is scary. Like I would argue, I don't know how you guys feel or even how many of you have seen it, but I think the Innkeepers is easily his scariest movie. Um, I haven't seen it. It's it I, from what I remember. I've seen it two or three times. From what I remember, it's genuinely creepy in certain parts for sure you've seen it right josh yeah i just i i've seen it twice but i just rewatched it yeah like very recently i mean i know your star rating wasn't super high but i mean would would you agree with that that like there Um, are some moments anyway that are like genuinely frightening or did you not feel that way no i i honestly felt like um innkeeper and i'll get into it when we get into our uh, nano reviews but i felt that that was more whimsical and more um it felt like a horror that would be on like the CW <laughs> because it's trying to be kind of funny too. It's like a, yeah, like a, yeah, yeah. It's like a buddy comedy, but a buddy horror movie basically. Yeah. Yeah. Right? But there I was, like there was some horror. Yeah. No, I lo- Yeah. And I obviously I was a little, I was obviously uh, positive on it overall, but um, I think that this one gave a little bit more tension than that one. I honestly, I mean, I think the house of the devil is, is still his best film. Um, so I like that one quite yeah. a bit more. Um, but in terms of overall scariness, yeah, I think I just think that Ty West does an extremely good job of he's got the a trademarked slow burn that kind of just and then goes ape shit and things just hit the fan. I think he's really good at climaxes. I'm gonna come. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I I had to. Um, so like I just think that this one was also a you know, in in line with a lot of his other work. And I think that's kind of why I like Ty West so much is is those like build up to this ultimate crescendo. And then his crescendos usually hit well for me, they've all hit like extremely well. Um You've but yeah, I, I mean Innkeepers did Oh yeah, baby. I uh I was wiping off uh wiping off my front seat uh, at the theater. You did some wiping right, the scene in front yeah. of me. Yeah. Um, so if you're done, Josh, I'm going to, uh, yep. take a stab at Kyle here. So Kyle, Mr. Logic over here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you found these old people threatening like a, an actual threat. If a uh, pro came close to me, I would give her the stone cold stunner and <laughs> there'd be nothing left. <laughs> but she's unassuming. No one knows that um, she's killing him. Oh, yeah, get real. I, if some fucking creepy old lady got close to me, I'd be, I'll drop you, motherfucker. 
Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. That's all talk. You know, no they way, think that dude. she has dementia, so you would have probably acted like Homeboy did the first, and then get stabbed in the. I mean, there is the scene chin. with Britney Spears. Like she, not. she says that she's helped, you know, her uh, aunt or grandma or whatever. But before they had dementia, you know, she was very just trying to be helpful with her, and then she's caught off guard and just pushed into the water. That's why I said a lot of these Sorry, kills Pearl. have to be quick because if they give if they give the characters a chance to like really think about it and react, it doesn't make as much sense. If Homeboy didn't have a shotgun. Not a threat. None. Exactly. Either but he old did. person. <laughs> not a threat. Yeah, I, I agree. But it, the movie it goes it works with that because of how it's written. So, if you want to talk about logic, I, I didn't bring so. this up when you were talking about it. But let's get into logic. He, if you're bare, he, the guy was walking around barefoot in his underwear through the barn. Mm-hmm. If you if you have any level of reflexes at all, you would not step on that nail. You you would have pain receptors go before you had a chance to put your weight down. The, the reason it works, that's and here, I'm going to give credit. No, I don't think that's, that's true. true. It's, it's oh, a shark. It's a fucking barn. Dude, you don't know how many nails I've almost stepped on. It does not, you can pull your foot back quick enough. The reason it works in a quiet butt. place, the reason it works in a quiet place is because she's changing elevation. She goes down and steps on a nail. Right. You're fucked with your <laughs> logic. Yeah, get out I of stepped, here. Kyle, you were with me when I stepped on a fucking nail in your fucking house. Yeah, bro. And I, I just went, stepped on a nail oh, through Crocs. Hey, Matt, just fuck. wait. Just wait. When we talk about Kimmy later, we're going to talk about the nail gun and the logistical <laughs> issues with I already that. talked about I, that. I can't, I just, no, we're talking about it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, there's other logic flaws I have in this movie. The old people, not as much of a problem. It's okay. Well, I mean, while we're on the subject, the, the logic issue that i had a problem with was the old man's heart problems because oh, like we're meant to pretty... believe that the reason the <laughs> reason why bad. he hasn't fucked his wife and yeah I don't know, since my heart World can't War take I, it. we don't really know yeah right my but my heart can take shooting people with shotguns and <laughs> whacking someone with a hatchet but god forbid i fuck my wife like my heart will explode Dude, babe i don't know what I, okay do. we have to talk about the well, scene though so i was I made this joke. <laughs> Alyssa went to the bathroom. We saw it. And then I was like, oh, my God. She came back. I was like, oh, my God, you missed the best scene. The old people fucked. And she's like, no, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, you missed it. And she's like, well, I'm kind of glad I left. And then they actually fucked like later on. I was like, I'm so <laughs> glad they went there because it's just something that like oh, I, I feel it. like you wouldn't see. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Kyle, I also think that I was like, Kyle loves. Did you love the dancing scene when she was in front of the car, like dancing after her first kill? Oh, uh, no, not really. Didn't no. Uh, I was like, I was like, Kyle, I like, I knew that you liked the old people fucking scene for sure. Oh yeah, love I that. that was, the dancing was like, thing was kind house. of just like I don't know, like it kind of felt like Joker esque, and I was like, this is I don't know. It just was weird, like because that callback to she, I know she was a dancer before, and I don't know, it was didn't work for me. Hmm. The old people fucking was cool, I guess. But again, movie could have went further with some of its stuff to really make it. He want to see his Travis wanted to see old beat. dong. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Unsimulated, unsimulated old people sex. That's oh, that yeah. bed, like the sag in that bed was a little much. Like I'm just thinking about like the posture of their bodies. Like if the bed was truly sagging that much in the middle, like 
one of those old old people is like being broken in half or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, that yeah. was a significant dip in the bed, And that bed was probably from the forties. Also, they they don't have any money to get a new bed. Did you see the bed? Did you see yeah. the springs on the bottom of it when me, they mm-hmm. showed me a goth? It was That's an old bed. But yeah, if you've got that much of a bend in that bed, that old man. Pretty sure he was on top in that scene. He he would have been bent oh, over yeah, backwards like a fucking <laughs> like a binder. It was if his heart didn't stop him, his fucking back would have broken in half. <laughs> he was too busy to breaking the, her back it to the wifey. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Mm, thinking movie was mid. Else? Move on. Yep. I'm trying to think. Nope. I don't think I have too much else yeah. to say. Oh, we have to. I did uh, like, yeah. There, hold on. There's one more thing. Fuck. I just had it. Go ahead. Good. Say what you're gonna say. Oh, I just. I was just gonna say. I like the uh, the gimmicky intro scene where it where it was going through a door and he thought the aspect ratio was like one by one and then like as he was walking oh, yeah. the door it yeah. like filled the screen. Yeah, up. Mm-hmm. that was cool. It was gimmicky, but I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I did like that too. Yep. Um, okay, so I wanted to talk about the, uh, again, the religious allegory angle of like them, you know, obviously not following that path, but then the televangelist and then how that connects to Mia Goth's character where she is literally the televangelist's daughter. Like, what did you think about that? Really stupid. Yeah. yeah I didn't, I, that <laughs> that did not need to yeah. be in there. That did absolutely nothing for me <laughs> it, it really it, it was like almost like tonal whiplash when that happened because it's mm-hmm. like one that's stupid two why like the odds of them literally watching that channel and the mm-hmm. you know the tv being on in that moment and her being revealed to be a fucking televangelist daughter like no it was just too much just all all of the above it was just it was that was too much for me and I really was turned off by by that ending for sure. Yeah, I I kind of liked the it was like the very beginning scenes when I think the televangelist was on like in the gas station and it was alluding to that. And that could have been enough for me. Like, boom, right there. I get the message. Cut it out. But then they like turn around in the house. They go back to it three or four times all for this reveal at the end. That's just like what who why do i why does it matter it doesn't it doesn't at all it's so yeah i thought that was dumb it's the reveal specifically that kind of puts it over the top for me like you know whatever if you want to do this like you know uh impose this like uh you know religious aspect of having this televangelist talking about sinners and all this stuff but then like, like the zoom fine, in of but... the cross necklace and her taking it off when she's going to do the porn scene like it's just so heavy-handed with all that yeah i mean it had to try and say something right it was already saying enough for me without that shit so get out, get it out cut it out Hor- horny gilf is enough for you Horny Pearl is more than enough for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. You've made that clear. <laughs> um, one more aspect, too. Uh, what did you think of the title and the multiple connections? Obviously, alluding to being like them making an X-rated film. And then uh, what's her? What's her? What's the young Mia Goss character's name? Not Pearl. Maxine. Maxine. Maxine, Maxine being the X Factor. And then X, X Factor, Max yep. in her name. <laughs> mm-hmm. Too much or good? Huge. No. 
How about I the... It, uh, I did. The, uh, I think it was too much. The parallel for this episode. Crossover. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah. Huge. Huge. <laughs> Huge. Okay. Now yeah, that's all fine. I got. <laughs> it was fine. All right. Okay. Uh, anything else for you guys? One last time. Going once. Going twice. Nope. No? All right. Well, uh, let's slap a star rating on this. What are you guys going to say out of five stars? I am going to give it a heavy 3.5. Uh, it's, uh, like I said, I had to deduct half a star. So it's four stars for me. Oh, wow, so this you were at been a four, four and a half five. until Eli, Eli Roth, Roth showed really? up. Holy until... shit, you love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the ending, <laughs> the ending combined with the Eli Roth uh, thanks is what did it for me wow. at the end. I was liking it though. Pacing, like I think it's paced really well. There's some good. There's some good horror. I, I like, don't know about good. pacing. I don't know about pacing. Maybe it was me, but oh, it pacing was, was, <laughs> was not doing it for me. I mean, House of the Devil is the one that has pacing issues for me. If that climax wasn't as good as it is, no, it no, would no, not no. be. We wouldn't be talking about that movie today. Uh, you just weren't vibing with it, and yeah. that's what you need to be doing. Maybe you need to dance along with her next time. No, it's just a fucking boring movie, bud. That uh, <laughs> no snobs have been coming over for a decade plus. <laughs> Matt, I got We're speaking hold on, the gospel hold, here, on okay? hold on, I gotta, I gotta interrupt you to say this sounds like a classic Travis review. Boring. Didn't like it. Four stars. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I just want to clarify. That's what you have it rated as. I do. I want to clarify something too, and saying whoa, that whoa, Matt you, Matt gave House of the Devil a four star as well. I think so, that's Josh. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I like no, House no. of the Devil. I'm I'm being hyperbolic. I like House oh, of yeah. the Devil. I just think it's overrated. Is all I'm getting at. The climax. The only thing I remember about that movie is the climax, and it's a really good climax. Don't get me wrong. Exactly. Like if the climax was not as good as it is, it would be a bad movie. But okay, okay, no. we have to we have to save it. We have to save this. We we will be talking about it in nano reviews. So finish up with X. Let's come on, put a star rating on this. Mm-hmm. You were at a four and a half. You were at a four. Was four and a half. Travis, Kyle. No, we do it in the order of initial impressions. Yeah, okay, Kyle, that's fine. You you <laughs> now Travis. I I do have. I'll give you this, Travis. You always give want to, to me, be baby. influencing my ratings. It's what you dream of. And I'm mm-hmm. gonna let you do it. I was at a heavy three and a half, but I'm gonna go four, despite you. Wow, you went the other oh, way. Yeah. Holy shit! Welcome to the team. But all right, all right, all right, all right. My turn. Uh, you've all influenced me to give this a two point five. Fuck this movie. <laughs> nice. Try. Knew that was coming. <laughs> nice. nice try. I was gonna give it a light three. Ty West but gets a nice try word. I need to. You got to even my rating this out one a bit. I mean, everyone is giving this thing a fucking pass on Letterbox and then some. So you know what? Nice try, Ty. Maybe a pearl will be the banger that I hoped X would have been. We shall see. Come uh, well, I don't know whenever the date is, but later this year. Yeah, I don't think they've released an actual date yet, but. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's around Halloween. That'd be dope. If it's horror genre, then yeah, for sure. You get released on tra- for Travis's birthday. I just don't know how they're going to do an origin story with like 
if she doesn't have dementia, then what is the what is causing her to? Or maybe she's not the killer. I don't know. Maybe she witnesses something. I don't know. Speculating too much. Okay. She's just horny, dude. Oh, that. What more do you need? That could be good. She's just so. I do need horny. more horny pearl. Although horny pearl loses some of her, she loses a lot if she's not old. For me, she, I only want to see horny gilf pearl. So no pearl. Pearl is is that I think you should leave skit where that guy sees the bumper sticker honk if you're horny and he just fucking lays on the horn and follows that guy for days because he's so horny. That's that's Pearl's character. <laughs> unbearably horny and then she just resorts to violence oh yeah <laughs> that sounds like kyle playing uh, apex legends mm-hmm. <laughs> always horny <laughs> okay oh, yeah. uh let's get into some nail reviews real quick um mm-hmm. kyle you just have a thing for dementia anytime it's in a movie you're just fucking free yep. pass galore <laughs> yeah the father I was going to ask you that. I was going to say, Travis, better uh, dementia movie, <laughs> The Father or X? Oh, The Father, big time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you're, 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 at least you're right on that. It, it was forced in X. The, um, the Father, it's the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, let's uh, let's move on to, like I said, nano reviews. Um, do we want to go into, uh, should I start with House of the Devil since we just talked Ty West? I mean, we can kind of continue the conversation that we are already having. Yeah, sure. I, mean, I, I mean, I didn't rewatch are... it, so I'm that's only okay. Going but you can talk about memory, it. But um, yeah, all of my nano reviews are Ty West. <laughs> okay, sure, we can bust those, get those out of the way, and then we can talk. Uh, well, Travis and I can talk Windfall. Um, so I did watch The House of the Devil for the first time because Josh and Travis said I had to watch it before X. It's Ty West's best film, and I didn't know what to expect going in. And yeah, I uh, was extremely bored by this movie. Pretty much nothing happens <laughs> until the last 20 minutes. And um, mm-hmm. I do like the aesthetic and the look of it. Uh, again, it mm-hmm. looks like it was made in that that time that it's set, which is cool. Uh, I thought they had a very interesting setup where she was renting a house that was right next to a church. And I was like, oh, that's cool. They're going to do something with that. Nope, that's abandoned in the first 10 minutes. She goes to some house out in the woods. Um. And yeah, it's just uh, very, <laughs> I don't know, average and boring. Like the the creep, the way that they like set up this, like the creepiness to them, it feels more like forced and written rather than just being like naturally creepy. Where like X, it, it goes kind of with the look of them. Like they do a lot with makeup and design of the characters. Like Tom Noonan, I think his name is, is he does look kind of like creepy and unsettling, but it's just like everything that he's saying too is like so much like so extra like why would you be talking this way if you're trying to actually lure somebody into this situation it just was so stupid and yeah it was it was fine i guess yeah but isn't she like desperate she needs the money of course but mm-hmm. I, I don't know Boom. yeah Boom, airtight, baby. Yeah, airtight you logic. Know what I, <laughs> next. You know what I actually loved about this movie? It, oh, like you, you're knocking it for the, the slowness of it, which is understandable. But I actually loved the, the, um, when she was waiting for the phone call and like thinking of putting yourself in that space where you're like, holy shit, like these, there was no text. Like you had to wait by a phone to hopefully. You mean the initial response to the ad? Yeah. That call? Yeah. Yeah. 
Then yeah, you're I mean, just that, sitting around and waiting. I, like, I oh. actually really like a lot of the buildup and like the first, I, I would say third of it until I realized that it wasn't really like building any other like aspects to like, I knew as soon as I saw the flyer next to the ad about the solar eclipse, I'm like, Oh, it's okay. That's, that's a Satanist cult. That's going to do something during the solar eclipse. And then they keep pounding it over your head. It's like, yeah, I've like, we already got that. Let's come on, add some more. Let's, if this is going to be a slow burn, you have to, you know, give a little, little trail of breadcrumbs here but there's fucking nothing from like that to the end and it's like jesus christ just cut to the chase this could have been 30 minutes or less i think this the slow burn like dread aspect really worked in it but there's no it was it was really trying to like pay homage to that era like where it was like actually trying to be a film from that era where X was just like paying homage to that era. Um, so I think like the whole like feel and like filmmaking style and all that is all like um, embedded like in the seventies. And so if this, if that movie was actually released in the seventies, I think you would maybe have less of an issue with it because that's literally how the like style and filmmaking was at that time. So um you're wrong to put it like comparatively <laughs> i haven't seen a lot of horror especially from that decade i've horror is i would say a big blind spot so comparatively what are we comparing it to other movies from the 70s like okay the yeah. ones like what i don't well, i don't have was, a bunch of examples off the top of my head the changeling I mean, the changeling's one that comes to my head in my head and that's like a classic from that era and this similar. is t- i mean because that was like there was literally nothing going on really, and then the end is just like this massive crescendo. I don't know of... movies, other movies that I've heard called slow burn. Uh, they've given more throughout along the way, like something to keep you interested or to move the story along, or to like something that is going to build to the climax. Whereas this is like, how about um, all of that information like is given ex- right up front, and then it's nothing until the end. How about Rosemary's Baby? That one has very slow burn and has a huge crescendo at the end. Which yes, is I would say that is a much better example of something that that works. And I feel like that's just your opinion because they're very similar in terms of like dread and build up. Very yes, there's, there are more there yes. are more scenes and set pieces <laughs> that that build that dread throughout that movie than than this movie. Hundred percent. Also, 70s 70s horror movies uh that effectively build dread that are good movies halloween this is a House, watch mojo list the hills have eyes the exorcist the texas chainsaw massacre carrie um House suspiria suspiria phantasm um don't look now um the Changeling I thought was kind of boring, so that that's not that's it not did, one I would use specifically. Stylistically, but... it felt similar. Just, okay, just so the seen, whole notion say... that like. Also, keep in mind this is super low budget, and this was like one of his early films. So he's like, I feel like that plays into account as Technically, well. Technically, also we have to say that it was 1983. Is it based in? Okay, I, I get the like the low budgetness. Not I mean, 70. it's you can. You can tell it's a low budget film, but it doesn't look low budget, which is nice. And again, I liked a lot of the production value and everything here. But again, a lot of those movies that Matt listed, like they all have things building towards these, you know, climaxes and like better endings than this. And again, even the ending, I don't think is worth it. Like 
the way that it's shot and the way that it's look is the way that it looks is I thought it was pretty bad, honestly. And I like what they're going for. I like what happens, but it doesn't look good. Hmm. You said you needed blood being poured into her vagina for it oh, to yeah. fully work for you, right? <laughs> I mean, that would have been better. Like a yeah. funnel. It's like that scene in Jackass <laughs> 2 where they do the beer, the beer uh, enema. It's like that yeah. with blood. The butt chug. <laughs> yeah. She just starts butt chugging blood. That Jack. <laughs> yeah. And I know, Can like, again, too, uh, not to, it doesn't discredit it too much, but logically, like, I know people survive gunshots to the head all the time, but that just seemed like too much. And then it leaves you on like a cliffhanger that you know is never going to, it doesn't, again, I don't care that it's unresolved, but it just, that didn't add anything for me. I didn't think that was cool or interesting. Oh, I don't even remember. It ends on a cliff. It ends on a cliffhanger? What's the cliffhanger? Yeah, she's... Like there's she's, just no resolution or... I mean, basically it ends with the the middle of Rosemary's Baby. She gets impregnated with some demon or devil or whatever. Because they say that you're you you're gonna be just fine, and so is he, or so is it, as in she's pregnant. So is it, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, she's in a hospital, right? Yep. And then the yeah. whole the all the credits roll like on a freeze frame of her yep. in a coma. Oh yeah, which is great. And it, yeah, that's great. Love that's it. a very seventies touch for sure. <laughs> freeze frame <laughs> ending with the credits over the freeze. Frame. Well, they did that. They did that in the intro too. When yeah, they do it in the like beginning. They it, do. Like, yeah, she's and it like. Said, Mm-hmm. The She's a walk, and they oh, yeah. they'll freeze frame every card. five or ten seconds. Mm. Mm-hmm. Scrum diddly umptious. Oh, we didn't talk about the time card in X. That was pretty great. The full screen, nineteen seventy nine, with the American flag. That was pretty oh good. yeah, good shit. I don't. Yeah. I usually don't like that stuff, you but but you good. like when they're done well. Because yes. you liked um, <laughs> you liked uh, what what uh, what's that fucking movie with the Rock that we watched? The Rock and Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Ren- the Rock and Ryan Reynolds and and Gal and Gal Gadot. Oh yeah, yeah. Red Notice, Red Notice. That actually Red that Notice. Was pretty oh. good. <laughs> the title you like those? There? T- I remember you like those title cards. Uh, yeah, yeah. One of the only good aspects of that movie. <laughs> I couldn't even fucking remember that movie. That's how bad yeah, it was. Unf- 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 so washed over. It is. Yeah, I can't believe you guys actually watched that. It was a slow week. Leave us uh, alone. It was the biggest release on Netflix <laughs> of all time. What do you mean? I had to do it. Yeah, idiot. <laughs> Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much all I have for House of Devil. I I thought it was very mild, and I gave it a two and a mid. half. You thought it was super mid mid, mid AF. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna rewatch it again just out of spite tonight. Go for that's it. My movie of the day. Right? Get it up to yeah, rewatch five, yeah. rewatch House of the Devil I, I and Keepers again, but don't watch Lamb. You're fucked. Yeah, I'm watching better film. <laughs> I love to hear it. You are fucked. All right. Ty West is higher up than Vladimir, whatever the fuck his name is. Well, it's his first film. Yeah, yeah. give it a few years. All right, Josh, you want to keep the Ty West train going? The Buy West train going? Yeah. <laughs> the the Buy Best. Buy for Ty. <laughs> train going. Yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Hashtag. It's going to be my new Twitter bio. Let's get it trending. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah, so I obviously we talked about it, but I did watch. Um, the Sacrament, as well as The Innkeepers, um, both both obviously are Ty West films. Um, Innkeeper came out in 2011, so two years after his Creme de la Creme that we just mentioned. Um, like and de la yeah, creme. like 
yeah, the cream of the cre- the cream of the crop, you know, his magnus opus. <laughs> um. Anyway, magnus uh, yeah. So I <laughs> watched uh, the innkeepers, and yeah, we touched a little bit about it. Um, but like I was saying earlier, um, more like a more whimsical, like like um, Matt said, it, it's like a buddy horror, but it doesn't really lean into that i mean it's not like it's not shun of the dead buddy horror it's like i don't know how to describe it but it uh, it felt like a horror like i said a horror film that was that could have been on like the cw but then they like threw some swear words in and had some you know gory effects and stuff that kind of would have bumped it out of that realm but it kind of felt like it was in that wheelhouse still and i'm also like not the biggest fan of um what's her name sarah paxton i think her name is yeah sarah paxton Mm -hmm. and i just think that casting her leaned into that feeling that i had of it being like kind of like a made for tv horror movie because like i just don't she's just not like the greatest actress and i don't think that her demeanor really like helped you buy into what was actually happening. Like, I don't think that her reactions and her acting made it feel like it should have had it been, you know, actually happening. And, um, it just was kind of, like I said, kind of tonally weird for me. Um, I ended up being on a, on a higher note because, um, once things start hitting, um, it does like, like I said, he does a really good job at his climaxes and this isn't, this is no different. Um, it just, the, I don't know. I just don't know if I completely dug the the whimsical nature of it. It almost felt like fantastical at times. And like the score was kind of like very light and at like very, I don't know how to describe it, but. Um, it's a little goofy. Yeah, it's goofy. Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah, it's goofy, which I liked and I appreciate it. Obviously, I ended up being pretty high on it, but um, it just tonally, I think that it could have been. Had someone else been not not Sarah Paxton, but maybe somebody else casted, I think it could have been a little bit better better done. Um, but overall, I did enjoy it um, quite a bit. I don't know if Matt, you wanted to say anything about it, well, because I think that you said that this is your favorite film by him, maybe. Mm-hmm. As far as Ty West goes, it is. I saw it back in I saw it in the theater when it came out. Oh wow! And I've seen it. I think I've seen it two or three times. Um, and I really, I really like the tone. I think it's genuinely unsettling. I think it's funny. I mm. like the relationship between. I do Sarah love the Paxton. relationship. Yep. And um, you're you're right that she's not the best actress, but th- that's fine. I mean, it, it doesn't really bother me. I do really like Pat Healy. So Pat Healy, yeah, the he one was who great plays, in it. Um, the buddy, Luke. Luke. Um, yep. He he is in. Um, He's. I mean, I wouldn't go so far as saying he's a character actor, but he he, any movie he's in, I just think he's great. Like I, I mentioned earlier, uh, Travis and I and and Paris are doing holy uh, shit, Starry yeah, he's Eyes in Starry for Eyes. <laughs> he's in Starry Eyes. He plays her boss at the at the theater she works at. He's in a movie called um, Cheap Thrills, which is pretty good. I like Cheap Thrills and a lot. So is Sarah Pax. They're in it together, right? Oh, right. She yeah, is yeah. in that, huh? Mm-hmm. We're excited about that. Mm-hmm. Fast food restaurant, not a theater. What? In Starry Eyes. Yeah, he's her boss in Starry yeah, Eyes. You said, you said theater, but it's a... 
It's like a fast food restaurant. Oh, did I say a theater? No. Well, it's no, it's movie. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> so, but yeah, Innkeepers. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen it, but that's a movie that I tell people to watch. I don't tell people to watch The House of the Devil. Just because it's so slow, right? Like, that's not a movie I recommend to people because anyone who I feel would like House of the Devil, I assume they've already seen it. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, no, Innkeepers is definitely more of an approachable horror in terms of his overall, like, his filmography. I think yeah. that Innkeepers people, is definitely the most approachable of all of them. People just don't talk about the Innkeepers. Like House of the Devil is a is a cult classic. Like people who like horror movies, even if they haven't seen it, are familiar with it. Right? Matt, mm-hmm. It's it's probably a good idea to keep the mouth breathers away from House of the Devil. They yeah, don't will not yeah. truly appreciate it. Like a true like Kyle. Get Kyle real. The mouth breather. <laughs> no, the mouth breathers. The, re- that's the that whole reason he has by, a uh, career is the gimmick mouth. aesthetic. <laughs> yeah. The mouth breathers are the ones who have had a boner for that movie since it came out. Okay. So I I'm not worried about I the mouth breathers. I didn't watch it until Travis told me to. Like, I, I just recently watched oh. it. And Josh has seen every yeah. indie horror bullshit under the sun. So, <laughs> and it's great. Um. Yeah, I just think that Innkeeper though is definitely more approach. I did see it. I think it was on. It was on Netflix for a little bit. Um, so I remember watching it. I did not see it in theaters, but I saw it as soon as it went on Netflix, and I didn't remember much of it. But I, as I was watching it, um, I did remember a decent amount, and that kind of leads into the sacrament. As as long as you don't have anything else to say about it, Matt. No, no, it's been a long okay. time since I've seen it. So I, okay, I am cool. really wanting to watch it again now after us talk. Yeah, I, I forget what it's on. I think I I might have rented it maybe. Shutter. But it's I'll pick Shutter. up the blue. I'll pick the up house the of the brand. the house of the it's on canopy if you guys have canopy. But um I did rent Everybody it. But either way. Yeah, well, I don't. It's on canopy. I did rent it. I did pay for it even though I didn't have to, but yeah. I don't have canopy. I thought you just said you that. Should. No? Oh, you just said it's no. on there, but you don't have it. Yeah, I don't have it. You don't have a library card, dude? Who doesn't have a library card? What's a library? <laughs> Never heard of it. It's 2022, bro. <laughs> yeah, I just going to look at PDFs on my phone. Who fucking needs books, dude? Yeah, bro. Um, so that kind of leads into, I had seen it before, uh, that leads into The Sacrament, which is also in Canopy, but I rented it. Um, and that... I do not remember seeing it, but I did see it before. I just didn't like, I guess I didn't really realize I saw it. Um, but um, The Sacrament, uh, it's a, a classic cult movie um, that has like, it's um, what's in James Jones um, vibes, like almost directly like correlating with, with um, what that story is, even down to the Kool-Aid at the end. Um, but the, I like, so it's like a found, it's like a documentary style. It's, um, they're based off of like, they're working for vice. Um, and it has, what's his face in it. Um, Joe Swamber. We just talked about him. Yeah. Uh, from, um, oh wait, no, not him. The guy from, uh, is that the guy? F- no, not him. The guy from, um, you're next. He's oh, also in your next. AJ Bowen. Is that who you're talking about? Is that in house of the devil? 
AJ I mean, Bowen's in that. Oh yeah, it's, he is. It's a bunch of Ty West people who were in that movie. I think Joe Swamberg yep. and AJ Bowen are like the Joe main is characters. Jake. AJ is Sam. If that helps you. Yep. Yep. Nope. Nope. Yeah, it's AJ. <laughs> he's he's in. Yeah, I forget he's in the House of the Devil too. Um, Amy Simitz or Simitz is in this too. Director of uh, She Dies. Tomorrow. She Dies Tomorrow. One of the most Huge. underrated films of the last. Uh, Thank, you. Josh. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. You love that movie. I got tre- You're a I She Dies tre- Tomorrow guy, too? I didn't know this. Yeah, I got Travis to rewatch and bumped his score up. Oh, fuck yeah. She Dies Tomorrow <laughs> rules. Yeah. It was on my top 10 of the year, I think, of 20, whatever it was, 2021, 2020, maybe. Either way. Um, yeah, so Sacrament is more of a, like I said, like a found, like not found footage, but first, first person documentary style. Um, so you're always hand cam, which either like, you either like it or you don't. Um, I feel like most people fall in, in that boat of either like it or you don't. But um, the the father character, I forget his, they just call him father, but he has an actual name. It's like Charles something. But his character, that actor is absolutely incredible. I think he plays such a perfect, um, like charismatic leader that a lot of people would, um, you know, fall into that. Like he he plays what you would expect like a James Jones type person to act. That's James Jones, right? Brian Jones. Jim Jones, no. <laughs> but <coughs> Jim James. Jones, that's what I meant. Similar. Well, James. <laughs> Timothy. Right. Isn't Brian Jones yeah. from the, call you the Jim? Beach Boys? <laughs> Can I call you Jim? <laughs> um yeah, anyway, like it falls into that that charismatic leader. He's like the perfect, I think the perfect character for that. Um and then like a, a shit hits the fan again and like he just convinces all of these fucking people that um you know they're going to be able to go to this saving land because they all are killing themselves for the right reasons because they they escape and they're going to do like uh they think they're going to use their footage and they're going to get shut down by um you know the government or whatever and they're going to come in and basically destroy everything that they had worked for um so it's like it's pretty run-of-the-mill nothing nothing outstanding but um i just think it's this this movie's uh, Ty West did like almost as good as you can get, considering this kind of niche gen- subgenre that's in in the horror realm, and um, you know it's not going to blow you away, but I think that it's done very well, and I also am a pretty big fan of hand cam. I think that it adds it just inherently adds tension without having to you know, deliberately do it because you can, you're only seeing one perspective the entire time. So if they don't look where they're behind them or whatever, it just inherently, like I said, adds, adds some tension. So end up being a little pretty tense and some, some of the shit that happens is pretty, pretty cool. But other than that, nothing special, but I ended up landing both innkeepers and sacrament at a 3.5 stars. So two things, um, in regards to star rating, Matt, this would be a four, but as I see from the poster, it's Eli Roth presents the sacrament. So this is a three and a half. Yeah, you nailed it, bud. All right. And secondly, this uh, the guy that did the score for this did the same. He scored uh, X as well. And we didn't really talk about the score in X, but the kind of like vocal oh, yeah. vocalizations in that were really yeah, creepy. I did wanna... How was the... Uh, is that similar in the sacrament or what are we looking at here? Yeah. I think I think that all of his 
I think that he does a pretty good job across all his board in term or all his movies in terms of score. Um, mm. It's not as memorable because I think X was really cool. Like you had the uh, uh, it, it almost reminded me of like um, like a Jordan <clears throat> Peele type of mm-hmm. yeah no approach. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and then like he had like in the like moans kind of were in the score of X, which was kind of cool too. Um, but I don't really m- remember much of the sacraments, to be honest. But hmm. I didn't think it was bad. It's a little yeah. different. Like what you're alluding to, like the vocals and the kind of atmospheric. Like it's not acapella, but that's actually Chelsea Wolf. So Chelsea Wolf is the other credited um, for music and X. And Chelsea oh, okay. Wolf is like a, she's like a doom metal musician. Um, she actually collaborated with uh converge on an album last year converge is one of my favorite bands huge it's very huge (laughs) yeah chelsea wolf like that what you're alluding to i think that's the chelsea wolf influence because she worked with that whoever that guy is on on right tyler Tyler bates Bates but he's done a lot of um in terms of like films he's done and tv tyler bates he that guy's a a jobber jobber for sure For sure. Okay. Well, I feel like half yeah. the things I watch, I see he's credited music. Although it feels like yeah, they like it make that collaboration makes sense. If she's like into metal, he's done like Marilyn Manson stuff, The Exorcist, Halloween Two, uh, not not like the originals. Like uh, I don't know, one of the Halloween. worst films of all time, the Bob <laughs> Zom one. Yep. Yeah, he did. The no, Bob no, no, Zom no. Yeah, uh, not even that. I don't know what this is, but I'm yeah, just saying, did. like, he seems like he does some horror stuff. But he no, did do that. He did do that. He did oh, do he that. did. Okay. Both of them. Yeah. What is the poster I'm looking at? Anyway, wh- whatever. It's it for like Guardians of the Galaxy, dude. John Wick. Mm-hmm. This guy works. Deadpool it's... 2, Travis. Hey, John Wick, the first, the first John Wick score, Fox. <laughs> that score, Fox. They all fuck. Every John, everything about every John Wick movie fucks. Okay. Sucker oh. Punch, that, that score. You Fox. got served. <laughs> Classic. Huge. Tyler Bates. I mean, he might be a jobber, but he's probably like he's got some bangers. Goated, yeah. He did he's a goated jobber. He's all goated of the jobber. music for the Californication. Yeah, not a bad show, honestly. Well, kind of a bad show, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I love it nonetheless. It's trashy, for sure. All right, <sighs> what are we talking about? Uh, oh, we're moving on. We're moving from Ty West, I think. <laughs> Josh, yeah. is that it? Okay. Yep, that's I'm it. I'm done with him. I never Travis, we have been Silencio for a while. You want to talk Windfall? Sure. Let's do it. Be careful. Just be careful. All Charlie. right. All right. We'll dance around Charlie, spoilers. Charlie's for... my guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's made one great movie. <laughs> yeah, his no. other movie is but, but... He's made two. He's made one pretty no, good, really good he's movie. Made two, one he's only made movie. two movies, right? I think so. Yeah, the other one's butt. You're talking he about the, the, the Jason Segel one, whatever it's yeah. called. Mm-hmm. The, the one I love. Yeah, yeah. The, the one I love is one of the best movies ever made. Okay. Yep. The Discovery is butt. No, I like the Discovery. No, well, you would. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I really like the one I love. So Windfall. <laughs> anyway, Windfall. Travis, kick us off. What do yeah. you think? Uh, I kind of feel similar about this movie as I do X, where I was uh, kind of disappointed and not that I was expecting a ton, but um, ultimately, yeah, disappointed by it. Uh, I thought it had like an 
maybe an interesting setup. And then I thought it was kind of interesting how they were keeping the story going. But then as it went on and um, the movie takes a turn, like halfway through maybe, um, where you realize, you know, where it's going to go for the next half of the movie or so. And that's when it really started to wear thin for me. Like, I think it has a good setup and concept. I just don't think it was executed that great. And like the, the ending I thought was kind of bad and just didn't really go anywhere that interesting for me. Um, I did like some of the performances. I thought Jesse Plemons was really good. Mm -hmm. Um, But beyond that, like, there's not much to really praise about this movie. Um, I will say that I know, I kind of feel the same as you, but I think it, I think the, um, the things, the things that made it different also elevated it from just like, it's, a, it's fine. A generic. It's okay. Fine. Calm down. This are my thoughts. It's fine. <laughs> the things that it did differently is what elevated it from that, uh, generic, kind of hostage kidnapping movie um i like the 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 scope of it it's very narrow and it's what it's trying to do and um there's only four actors in the movie um i love the way that it looks raise it for its narrow scope Mm -hmm. i feel like that's just like a constraint that they had to deal with and yeah sure it was fine but I'm not going to praise it. It's similar to, I mean, it's what's the difference between this and the one I love? I mean, there's what, four people in that? Four or five people in that? Way, that's a way more interesting movie and set. Yeah, it is more interesting. I'm everything. just saying what's, okay, so way they're both more small in scope. <laughs> I feel like that's what he does. I feel like the Discovery kind of tried to step out of that, and that's could be why it failed. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you have other, I, it's been a long time since I've seen that, but we're not talking about that. Uh, I love the way that it looked. The way, the way that it looked, the way it was shot, and um, just some it choices that it, okay, some choices <laughs> that were made along the way. Uh, yeah, any, I can, any like standouts that you want to reference? I love the orchard, the orchard chase scene was pretty great. Pretty yeah, good. I mean, you shoot a bunch of trees, it's gonna look good. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, the ending. Uh, the ending, so so the things that like it is trying to say some things, and I feel like it's very surface <laughs> level about those things. Like it doesn't really go too deep into anything, and part of that is again because of its scope and because of the restraints. And like he, there's one character who is very uninterested in to digging to getting into any of those aspects because he's trying to stay as anonymous as possible. So it kind of makes sense with the story, but. Um, yeah, could have used more there. The fireside scene that really does a lot, especially when you contextualize it with the end. So, huge scene, huge scene. I know you're Big being sarcastic, scene, but um, it's okay. You just didn't get it. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> we can give uh, it some credit. Yeah, yeah it's it's going to be hard to talk about without spoilers, but. I think it's getting into some critic. Obviously, it's criticizing, uh, you know, mega corporations, CEOs, the Elon Musks, Man. the uh, never, fucking never Jeff seen Bezos. a story about one of those guys. Okay, well, if you're looking for an original movie, then just stop watching movies because you're never going to see anything original. So <laughs> just quit watching them. What about a horny gilf? Now that 
Come on, there we go. I've been watching horny gilfs for more than half my life. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my search history and you'll yeah, see. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just think it was, you know, a simple premise that was somewhat elevated. I'm not like, I'm not in love with Windfall by any means. I definitely think it has problems, but I think it's... Yeah, as like a, you know something you can throw on for 90 minutes that's mm-hmm. available on Netflix. Sure. It's fine. But beyond that. Yeah. It's not going to be I'm something I like constantly it, revisit, like something that's so fresh. I'm and, not going to give it a ton of credit. Yeah. And I mean, like, I, I, we agree there for sure. But I, it definitely to think seems that it's like a, a COVID premise. You know, we need um, a small cast in an isolated area. Mm-hmm. And at yeah, least it's it, not like direct. Didn't you know, really referencing it all the time. It didn't really feel like, anything was new and yeah sure you can say you know everything's been done before but like it that doesn't make it excusable or better just because it's not doing like you're trying to give it credit for not doing anything different really and i don't know i'm not giving it credit for that i'm saying (laughs) that it's i'm saying that it, it i'm saying that it doesn't feel because it's not because it's not like a totally fresh or new premise, but I still wasn't like, oh my god, this is just like this movie, or I'm bored because of that. I'm saying, in spite of that, it's not something that detracts from it. I'm not giving it credit for it, but I'm not saying I'm saying it doesn't detract from it either. Right? Yeah, the movie was fine. Uh, you didn't have any <clears throat> logical problems with the movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear shit about logic or the orchard scene was even too far. I, you guys have already fucked too me this one. No, Matt, <laughs> that far. is not a sp- oh, orchard. <laughs> we haven't said Are anything. You kidding me? There's an orchard scene. <laughs> you said too much already. All right, well, the we love, I love orchards. You better wrap the it up. You're gonna love this movie. Is, is the highlight of the film. Well, there we fucking go. That's all that needed to be said. All right. Uh, no, look, I get it. I yeah. get it. I get it. Travis is trying to take a stance. Kyle is being like, I mean, I didn't dislike it, but I didn't like it. I just kind of did it. I watched it and it happened <laughs> to me. Like, no, pick a no, side, no, no. bro. Just say you loved it, Kyle. Just say you loved it. But I didn't. That's the thing. That's what I'm trying uh, to That's the thing. It sucked, but I loved it. And I just. No, don't no, know no, no, no. Why? Everything. Okay. This is like. There's no black it's and white. Like, We're on a gray scale here. We got to. Listen. It sounds like neither of you have anything to say about this movie, which is making me not want to watch it. And we do. I We're trying to avoid it for you, Matt. Yeah, you're not allowing you. us. You to know say what? Anything. I don't want to hear it. I just want to hear you guys hype me up for my viewing of this movie. Is what I'm okay, hype you up. Uh, this is this is here's me hyping you up because I said that Matt's gonna love this. It's a takedown oh, yeah. of rich CEO white men yeah, and a serious. and a uh, feminist with a feminist angle. You're gonna love That's, it. This sounds amazing. I, I don't understand what all the hubbub is about. I Why love, did you say that from the beginning? I love male directors <laughs> shoehorning these feminist angles into their movies. I fucking love it. Let's keep doing it, guys. <laughs> it's huge. Spoken like a true non-ally. Dude. <laughs> hey, until until they get their chance. I mean, fucking they're just Christ. they're trying. Yeah, it's all the right, only well, way to get their movie greenlit. Get real. Uh, uh, this movie lives in the two point <laughs> five to three point five range, and exactly that is its biggest sin. Movie is mid as fuck. Eh, it's not a sin. It's on the high end of that. I gave it a three it's and a half. Mid. If you're wondering, 
You would. I'm going two and a half because (laughs) there's no way this movie is better than X, and they were both disappointing. Yeah, it's not. That's why X is a four. Disappointing? Did you even know this movie existed until Friday when it came out? Because I didn't. I noticed the. I recognized the. I did because. Yeah. If you look at these things way in advance for usually for the show purposes, you can't. You can't. Take, you can't take out that element of surprise. No, I, I will say I had no expectations, really. But I don't know. To me, this one fell more on the flat side. How can you be disappointed when there's no expectations? What is disappointing um, about a movie that has no expectations? I thought I would like it, and I didn't really like it that much. Boom. <laughs> Why did you <laughs> think you would like it, though? Uh, the cast, the director, the premise. So you did the run have time. Expectations. Sure. Yeah. Basic expectations. Always going to throw the fucking runtime in there. <laughs> runtime was on point for sure. Half star <laughs> bump. <laughs> 92 minutes, baby. Killer. Cool. Okay. So two and a half and three and a half. Huge. Matt? Yep, two and a half. Watch it, um, and we'll uh, give it a three. Maybe we can, maybe we can <laughs> dig into it some more if you have some strong feelings. So Matt's gonna give it a four and a half. Watch. Could be. I uh, I don't. This is a lot of pressure. I think I might just not watch it now. <laughs> Eli Roth is nowhere to be found in the. Credits. He's not in the. <laughs> oh, <thank God. laughs> All right. Um, what else you guys got? Anything? Uh, Travis? I want to hear Travis talk about Kimmy. Oh, yeah, let's sorry, get into I it. Watch Kimmy. This is another very mid movie. The only reason oh, yeah. why you're fucking mid, I, mm-hmm. bud. Oh my the God. only reason why I gave it a three <laughs> instead of a two and a half was for the sabotage needle drop. Gross. That's so gross. Are you kidding me? That's like the worst song you could needle drop. Thank that you. That song has been needle <laughs> no dropped. No way. So <laughs> yes. Pick a different. The Beastie Boys are one of the greatest musical acts. Of our gen, not our generation, but they're just one of the best musical acts ever. I love the BC Boys, and the fact that "Sabotage," one of their most mid songs, is the one that is in all of the movies and gets needle dropped all the time, makes me sick. Okay, I can't even think of another one enough off the top of my head. So, we'll sleep till Brooklyn. Another BC Boys song? No, no, "Sabotage" dropped oh. in another movie. If you can oh, think of one sabotage. off the top of your head. Be my guest. Uh, sabotage gets needle dropped in um, that one fucking uh, yeah, dude, James Gunn time. son song. James Gunn movie. Isn't there a James Gunn movie that has a sabotage needle drop? Probably. Maybe. Let me find it. It's in it's in Star Trek. Uh, the first Anyways. one. Anyways. J.J. Abrams Star Trek? No, no, no. no. Star Trek Beyond. Kimmy, like whole sequence no, it's in like, isn't it in the yeah. intro? It's in the intro. It's because it was in that trailer for it. Remember when he's like a kid driving the car? He's playing sabotage. You don't remember that? Do they use sabotage twice? Because yeah, Star Trek yeah, it's Beyond? in both. It's in both. Oh shoot me! I fuck Marv. in two different <laughs> Star Trek. We're talking about Star Trek. Is it yeah. actually? I think you're right. Oh my god! Because I, I remember him. that from the trailer where he's a kid driving the car over the cliff or whatever. He's fucking playing sabotage on the radio on the radio, and then it's in the sequel. That was like 15 years ago. Fuck off. Star oh, Trek so it doesn't matter. Okay, so we're, we have no, there's, a, the first there's a statute of limitations here. 
Oh, so we can't ever use that song again in a movie because it was used in Star Trek? No, no I'm not saying that. I'm saying movie. don't bring it up as a reference unless it was right within the last five years. <laughs> Get real. So you're agreeing with me? Get no, real. Jeez, I'm saying, I'm saying you asked for needle drops. We're giving them to you, and you're like, oh, that was too long ago. Oh, well, I'm yeah. just saying, I don't recall that off the top of my head. The only thing, okay, let's get back to Kimmy here, all right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Refocus. Kimmy was um, <laughs> teetering on a 2.5, but then once that needle drop happened and the ridiculous ending was, you know, unfolding, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Three stars. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's definitely one of those, like, just another Steven Soderbergh movie that he fucking threw together in a matter of minutes and yeah, you can't go out, a year without making a movie so put it out to the world for everyone to consume um but you know it uh didn't overstay its welcome and i like zoe kravitz and i don't really have much to say about it but i did want to talk about uh the kyle and josh's <laughs> logistical issues with the nail gun and saying that that is just not mm-hmm. believable in today's standards of technology or nail gun man uh, not even today's it's been like probably 30 or 40 years yeah but you have to realize we're watching a fucking movie and um okay. i myself have never even operated a nail gun so i don't That's even know you. how they work to begin with <laughs> yeah but i'm not gonna fault the movie because they like take some liberty with how a fucking nail gun works Oh, it was just stupid. Completely unbelievable <laughs> movie. The sucks. whole movie was logically flawed, but yeah, I mean, it's not sure. It's, but to nitpick that as one of the issues, that is just that was beyond. Just, that was the cherry on. You can't top shoot a nail gun like a gun. It just doesn't fucking work. Okay, why it's not? A movie, Kyle. You have to have and, it's no, a no, safety no. measure. You have to put it against the surface for it to be able to work. Yeah, Travis, that would have been fine had this movie been more. Like if it was like a slasher or something that that makes sense in that space, it doesn't make sense in this movie. Sure. So that's why it was like it just felt like it was. Well, that's when I bought into the movie was the last. We, we did too. And I mean, even Matt, who loved this movie, agreed that the ending was like the most cartoony thing about it. Like the villains, the just how she takes him out. Like that whole ending is like. Yeah, that's when it got good. It, <laughs> sure, the whole thing should have been that way. I know exactly. Well, so I mean, I, it is cartoony, but it's not so much like I have no issues with the nail gun. If anything, the nail gun rules. My issue is with how inept the bad guys are. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that was my issue. Idiots. Yeah, that that was a little too. That was a little silly. Like how bad these guys. These guys are paid assassins, and they're just so fucking bad at their job. Like that was the cartoony <laughs> thing. It makes sense in the context of the film. Like Kimmy's the hero, and you know, but it was a little bit like, really, you guys can't catch, you can't catch her. She's a tech worker, and you can't. You're paid assassins, and you can't catch ninety this pounds girl. soaking wet. Right, she's tiny. Yeah. Like that was my issue. Nail gun. No issues with the nail gun. No issues with uh, her saying, Kimmy, play sabotage. Kimmy, turn off the lights. And everybody just be like, what? And not just be I like, know. Kimmy, turn on the lights or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like the bad guy just be like, her voice. Uh, oh, what's going on, boss? I don't know. Oh, I can't <laughs> see in the dark. Uh, that was stupid, but my kind of fun. movie. Very fun. <laughs> no, actually, even though I gave this a higher score than X and Windfall, I've would probably say that those movies are better than this. 
Okay, better that than is Kimmy? embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Yikes. You got to make I a statement, though. I, Those are statement ratings, so. Exactly. Yeah, you I gave mean, it a half star because it's insane. Well, I don't, I don't rate movies against each other. Oh, yeah. I didn't even bring that up, but I did love that aspect of it and that it was actually shot in Seattle for the most part. Like, there was mm-hmm. actual landmarks and streets and all that of Seattle. That is always a big plus for me. Call me bias. I don't care. Okay, the problem, though, is that, yeah, well, the problem is that when you're familiar with the geography of an area, that it introduces further um, issues as far as, like, geographically, it just doesn't make sense. Like, there's a moment where she gets on a bus in Belltown, and then all of a sudden she's supposed to be like, who, who I can't remember specifically movies like that. Are you sitting there with a fucking diagram drawing out <laughs> Seattle? Like, nope, nope, this isn't, this isn't working. Nope, that's, she took the blue line. She was supposed to take the pink line. You're speaking my language this episode. I love it. Listen, not all of us have cars. Some of us are poor and have had to use public transportation <laughs> our whole lives. And I know where buses go, and that fucking bus does not go where she went. Okay, that's all well, I'm saying. Matt, you haven't it's lived all here I'm in saying. a few years, so you don't know. Bus lines could have been updated. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like, just when you're familiar with the geography of an area. I mean, people people who live in L.A. That's their whole lives, right? Because like you'll you'll start a car chase in van nuys and then all of a sudden the car chase will be in fucking burbank or whatever you know what i mean like when you're familiar no, with don't. the, the <laughs> logistics no, people who live in new york do the same type of shit yeah that's what i'm saying you know what i mean like i i'm not saying it as like a fuck kimmy thing it's just it's right. we don't get to see that very often with seattle right even less so in fucking lansing wherever you jabronis live like jackson yeah well, would be <laughs> like, I wouldn't know if they were wrong, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, let's anyway. get to the nitty gritty. What uh, we talked about it in the Batman. How you? What did you feel about seeing all of Zoe Kravitz here? Mm. Come or dumb. Uh, loved seeing all of it. Would love to see more, even more. <laughs> get on it, Steven Soderbergh. I'm gonna. Movie. I'm gonna send this clip over to uh, um, Lenny Kravitz, and he's gonna. <laughs> Kill you. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna fly me away. He's gonna, yeah. It's kind of unfair. Like, I mean, how much credit can you really give her when her dad is like, could not be more hot? Like, of course she's hot too. You know what I mean? Oh, I thought you were talking about. <laughs> her, I mean, we've just we've her seen... career in general. I was like, oh, do you think she's not like, a good actress? Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> she's all nepotism. She she's a great actress. Pack. She just rode the coattails of her dad. But if she, she's no, she yeah, you're talking about looks and their yeah. nepotism is a factor. But I mean, oh, for sure, starting on. out, it. Had I mean, when your dad, that's a huge leg up. When your dad is Lenny Kravitz, one of the hottest men to ever grace the planet. <laughs> huge cock, as we all know from the, you know, the tight pants, the the. You guys have seen it, right? His pants ripped and his dick flopped out, and it was have like, not actually. He seen is. Not. Man, all in, on, all packing, in on the dong. He's packing some real heat. Is what I'm gonna say. Just Google it. Just Google Lenny Kravitz. I mean, uh, we spoiled dong. What's yeah, the male the version of a nip slip? Because that's what it is. It's not a nip slip. It's a dick slip. It's a dick slip. There's gotta be some funny way to say it. But literally, his pants rip and his dick falls out, and it's huge. <laughs> it's huge. A dong flop. Tip slip. A dong flop. <laughs> 
A dick slip? Yeah, I don't know. A dick. Anyway, we'll we'll workshop this. A tip yeah. slip. How about a, <laughs> a t- how about a tip slip? I eh, said that's that. more than the tip, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, we didn't even talk about Kid Cudi's. Uh, was that his real I, dick? I know. Do you we, think, or was no, that like no, a no. prosthetic? No, no prosthetic. way, dude. That was a horse cock. You don't think? I mean, come on. You don't think Kid Cudi's packing some heat in there? He I could mean, be I, packing heat, but that I'm was sure probably. Days. But they, yeah, they probably went with a prosthetic for other reasons. I, yeah, I bet I if you look know. in the. Uh, I bet if you look in like the the parent the parental guide on IMDb, I bet it says something about it. I bet Ty West was like, Here, "We're gonna use the prosthetic for this scene," and then he and then Kid Cudi was like, "Are you sure?" And then he whipped out his dick, and he was like, "Whoa!" Nope, you know we're I- good. We'll just Ix- Ixnay on the prosthetic, a eh? we are good to go here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm very curious now, though. It was huge. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, what else we got, boys? On the old diary. Oh, Jackass Forever. I can talk about that a little bit. Did you love it? Uh, I liked it. Matt, I think you oversold it. Expectations, man. They fucking get me every time. God, this guy doesn't even like movies anymore. <laughs> Looking for an excuse to hate everything. Uh, no, it, w- it was good. I just... I think it could have been better. Like, um, it was it was great seeing the the band get back together. It was great seeing some of the new members. Um, but, and I know it was part of the point. But like, they rehashed some old skits that I feel like didn't quite pay off. Um, you know, some worked better than others. Uh, some skits just were pretty meh, like kind of disappointing, and just felt like um, like filler. Like the the one of the girl getting stung by the scorpion on her lips, that was kind of dumb to me. And there was a couple others that were similar or like kind of wish some scenes would have went on a little longer. Like the Icarus one, I would have liked to see someone else get shot out of the cannon besides Johnny Knoxville. Um, I thought the Ryan Dunn tribute was pretty weak towards the end or at the end. And um, my favorite skit was probably the Silence of the Lambs one. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> that one was pretty funny. I was but yeah, I mean, I liked it. I just, I don't know. I, I didn't think it was amazing. Like, I think there's been other, like, jackass movies that have, you know, been better or more entertaining. Um, and yeah, I, I liked it. I just didn't love it. I just think all these movies are gross. I hate movies like the, that. <laughs> I mean, they're not really movies. I mean, yeah, sure, they're they're sold as a movie, but it's really right. just like a compilation of skits. There's I do not- have, I do have to ask though. You weren't. I sold. I told you, you've never seen this much come in your whole life. There was a lot of come, and yeah. I have. You weren't disappointed in that regard, were you? <laughs> no, I was not. But I will say, the opening skit I had heard was like amazing. Yeah. And it was funny, but it was still a little disappointing. Like I thought other opening skits, because Jackass is kind of known for their like epic openings, um, in in the movies at least. And I thought this one was one of the weaker ones. Like, um, and it also reminded me of a similar skit from a previous one, the uh, volcano one. If you know what I'm talking about, the butthole one. Oh yeah, that one is huge. <laughs> <laughs> When you finally figure out what's going on in that skit, that is genius. 
I mean, I feel like they did it better one movie earlier where they have the the tiny bathroom and then the giant shit just falls into the bathroom. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was that was the perfect encapsulation <laughs> of that that conceit. Yeah. It's good shit. I almost passed out uh with the spider bite. Oh wow. Where they take that spider and you see the fangs and they fucking go into the I don't even remember who gets bit, but I do not like spiders. It's the guy who gets fucking <laughs> destroyed the whole movie. They're so mean to him. I forget poopies? his name. No, 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 not poopies, <laughs> but uh Aaron? The guy who gets hit in the nuts like a million times. He's like the cup test guy, you know? Yeah, it's Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. Aaron McGee. That guy, man, it, I feel so bad for him. Especially, he always gotten the most shit and all. He's always been the Yeah, hero I feel like he's always guys. been the punching yeah. bag. But man, I mean, I I have been so disconnected from the Jackass world mm-hmm. or whatever, but watching him in this one, it's like it, you feel bad for him. I mean, yeah. I mean, with the whole bear <laughs> thing, like, yeah. It's it's going to bite me. It's biting me. It's biting me. Dude, I would be losing it too if I were him. No, he he has been getting shit on the oh, whole time. Like the pogo stick. Oh. I yeah. Again, I almost passed out. That was that was probably the most brutal thing in the whole movie. Well, and even with the spider bite, like he clearly won that contest. But just because he's like the more seasoned jackass guy, and the other guy was like not into it, they're like, ah, eh, we'll just make Aaron do it. Aaron lost. Yeah. Fuck I mean, Aaron. <laughs> you saw it took like three dudes to subdue Dark Shark. Like you Dark can't. Shark. Dark Shark was pretty funny he had his moments i mean he wasn't as committed as the other ones obviously but uh he he was pretty funny just some of his reactions listen it sounds to me like you love this thing and i really need you to just Uh, admit it no you love it i did not love it it's what the world needed he loved parts he didn't love it as a whole yeah no you just don't remember no i remember it vividly pretty good it's not it's if i had to rank the four jackass movies i'd probably rate it like there's third. four of them holy fuck yeah mm-hmm. so it's called I'd probably jackass forever right last so every jackass movie is five stars then for matt yep <laughs> okay. i mean don't don't check letterbox but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't check yeah. don't check my words <laughs> yeah <laughs> Absolutely, you it was okay. Five stars. <laughs> yeah, five it wasn't shit. the best one. It wasn't the best, but it, it kind of sucked. But it, I think these two other yeah. movies are better, but I have them rated lower. If yeah. you're looking at Letterbox, it, it's it's the best one, but it's the third best. No, hey, back yeah. to that point though, Kyle. I yeah. don't rate movies against each other, so it'll never always check out. You know, uh, Kimmy is. A three star for what it's going for. X is a two point five for what it's going for, and Windfall is a two point five for what it's. Listen, going for. you you can say you don't compare movies to each other all you want, but when you gave a star rating for whatever we talked about after X, you were like X was a two point five, so I feel like I can't give it more than a two point five. But yeah, really, yeah, you, that is yeah, true. You, mm-hmm. I did say that. You said, Kim, you said no. You said X and Windfall are better movies, but I gave Kimmy a higher score. <laughs> I yeah, I did say that. Well, you know, this is where the star rating system gets tricky. <laughs> That's why you have to. Yeah. It's not it as tricky 100. as you make it, though. Yeah, if you just if you just rate all movies compared to each other, then it's it's. Well, I guess I should have given Kimmy 
a 2.5. But again, I said half star bump for sabotage. And it's and fine. We, I, the ridiculous you admitted ending. you had to make a statement. You made it. And Zoe Kravitz's boobies. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Statements all around. If we're not making statements, what are we doing here, folks? <laughs> we're just falling in line with the consensus, and that's boring, right? We don't want to do that. Yeah, we're we're <laughs> we're, con- we're fucking contrarians. We uh, go. No, we're not contrarians. No, anyway, we are. no, we're, we are. No, I said <laughs> if you if fall we, in line with the do, consensus. If, yeah, so we're we're saying we don't, which would make us contrarians. All right, whatever. Anyway. Right. <laughs> We're all fucked. Um, Who cares? Oh, yeah. Move on. <laughs> We're conceited fucks. Moving on. Uh, Travis, you talked about jackass. Matt, did you want to get into anything? Anything? Um, I know you got let's something. Let's see. I'm level 83 at this point. I'm exploring <laughs> uh, uh, the ne- Zekrom, the Eternal City right now. So it's pretty huge. I got a question um, for you, Matt. Yeah. Did you see the TikTok of the... Um, six-year-old kid beating uh mildred yes. with the prison okay how did that make you feel it's actually margit but whatever uh, starting to fact check you on the show bud, but uh, <laughs> um Backside, i did see I that no <laughs> and um i don't know who the fuck that six-year-old think he is but i don't appreciate it don't appreciate <laughs> making you look bad like that making the world making everybody look bad i guess <laughs> Making everybody look bad. Who do you think you are? Everybody just talks about how hard these games are and blah, blah, blah. It's like a badge of honor. And it's like, I honestly kind of appreciate that now there's this six year old who clearly just absolutely shit on it on such a low level. So I, like, I don't want to spend, I was just making that, saying the Elden Ring thing is a joke. Like, Mm. but I do, while we're on the topic, since you opened the door, I do (laughs) think it's just, I find it so fucking annoying that people are like basically ragging on the game because it's easier. Like, it's, it's still a hard game, but it's more accessible than that developers other games have been and mm. there are some people who were butthurt about that because it's like oh they made dark souls right challenge. yes they yeah, made dark for, souls yeah. those Blood games are fucking impossible and they're difficult right but there's you have these people who are like basically saying that there's a right way and a wrong way to play the game because there's oh, like mechanics there's mechanics that you can use in the game that make Fuck it easier off. <laughs> so there's people like you're not playing it the right way if you're if you're, you're not playing it as intended right it's fucking stupid so it just like it's a fucking video game chill it's annoying yeah matt you would um, love uh you listen to game junk you would love that that uh, argument of uh that frank says of uh the difficulty because it's so difficult does that does that make it good does it make it a good game automatically you know and and this game i've heard that same thing too where of the i think you're talking about the summoning mechanic that's like what everybody's talking about like oh you had to that's part of it yeah you had to use summoning to beat this boss you fucking mid you suck right it's easy mode it's built in <laughs> easy mode basically exactly. is what some people say yeah fuck off <laughs> Just get a life, loser. Just because I honestly feel like people have built their personality around being into those games. And the fact that like, yeah, more exactly. people than ever are doing it, it's just making them question like their existence. Oh, they're totally like, mad but that I've this game is so popular and everybody's playing it. Oh, yeah, they're pissed. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's they are annoying. pissed. People are annoying. Um, 
as far as uh, movies go, though, uh, <laughs> I haven't watched much, but I will say I rewatched the first two American Pie movies. Um, and they're still pretty good. Uh, I was worried that they weren't going to age well. And they haven't in some yeah. respects. But um, even though he's the most offensive character through a modern lens, Stifler is still hilarious. Stifler was the one who was consistently cracking me up. And it, it's the like, I mean, how recently have you guys watched those American Pie movies? It's been a while. Or have you revisited <laughs> Definitely high been a fucking over yeah. 10 years. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't work very well, but like there's a scene in the first American Pie movie that had me dying and it's totally innocuous. It's, it's at one of the parties. Do you guys remember Sherman? He's the mm-hmm. one, he's the, the Shermanator. Guy, the Shermanator. Yes. Um, <laughs> there's a scene early on where there's a party at Stifler's house and Stifler sees Sherman and he's like, Sherman. And Sherman's like, Hey Stifler, what's going on? And, he, and then Stifler goes, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> Just the delivery of this line was fucking killing me. Like there, there's definitely funny moments in these movies. They are kind of cringy and there is definitely some homophobic stuff that is not oh, really? very well. Uh, <laughs> it Did, doesn't super age well. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. I mean, Especially in American Pie 2, like I would say overall, I might like American Pie 2 more, maybe. Um, but they're both, they've aged better than I thought they would, um, but they're still a product of their time. So it's like, mm-hmm. even back then, I was never a huge American Pie guy. I liked them, but, you know, I was wor- like, honestly, I went into these rewatches thinking they would be like, borderline unwatchable <laughs> you know what i mean but they're yeah. still pretty funny they are genuinely funny i i don't know how american wedding is gonna hold up because that was we didn't get around to it but Dude, I the, am uh, the scene in american pie 2 with the two girls that got a lot of play in my job <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. interesting you may have used that scene once or twice oh yeah <laughs> It's on the old VHS. <laughs> it's hilarious that you say that because it's like that's that scene is so mild, like watching Did, it as an adult. But yeah, but as, yeah. as like a 10 year old child, good shit. Well, that but movie that, came out in 2001, so I was like 13. That was huge, <laughs> monumental, monumental. <laughs> But that's actually one of the scenes I was referring to when I said, like, there's you some stuff trying? that ages. <laughs> that is one of the scenes that's a little bit homophobic. Because, you know, the whole the whole premise of that scene is, like, we'll do something. Now you guys have to right, do I'll it. I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Yeah. So it's, like, two dudes kissing. It's, it's, it's played for comedy, you know? Which you yeah. expect from a movie like that. But, it, you know, they, they do the whole, like, close their eyes and they look like they're going to vomit as they're leaning in to kiss each other. You know, it's like, you guys and are one, was Just kiss. One Come gives on. them shit for being a bad kisser. Yeah. Like, Wait, yeah. you were trying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, you know. You did watch that scene a lot, didn't you? Oh, yeah. That scene is burned <laughs> into my brain. Oh, yeah. It's pretty funny, though. I American Pie 2. They, they both hold up better than I thought they would. So you I don't go, have much to say. We go. That, but... You go. We go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Um, pretty, pretty good. Other than that, though, um, I'm just going to continue to say everybody should watch Peacemaker. 
Peacemaker rules. I loved it. Honestly, I it might be the best thing James Gunn has done. It's so you finish it now. Wow. Yes. The finale, I have finished it. It starts off a little... Uh, I'm not going to say slow. It takes a while for you to get used to uh, the style. Because it's like pretty aggressive <laughs> with its style and just how crude it is. But there's a through line of like tenderness and friendship that runs through it that is awesome. And the finale is super violent, super crazy and entertaining. And just, um, it's awesome. I think it's the perfect encapsulation of James Gunn's uh, aesthetic, which is humor. All right. With Surprised you haven't watched it already. Graphic violence. I've seen the first episode. I, I can talk about that episode alone. Now, this is not a review of the whole show, but I was not a fan. Uh, I think... The comedy swings are often and don't hit very frequently. And I know exactly what you're talking about with like that tenderness thing because it starts right away. Like they try to make Peacemaker like this lovable loser from the start. And I think it's it's super obvious what that what they're going for there. And if this is supposed to be a sequel to Suicide Squad, I wish they kind of like built that up more like a, as an arc rather than just like starting off with this guy who's like in the fucking dumps and you're supposed to empathize with him right away. Cause coming off of the suicide squad, it makes more sense for you to not be on his side for at least a little bit, but it's like the first episode going right into that. Real and quick. Then, yeah. Just like the uh, comedy didn't work as much for me. Does peacemaker have a super vibe where he's like a crime fighter, but doesn't actually have any super powers yes. or yes. Well, he has technology. Oh. Right, like he has his helmet that helps him, and he's pretty much just like an expert. He's exactly like Deadshot in the Suicide Squad. He just is like super strong and an expert marksman, and like a trained he's, soldier. He's not superhuman, yeah, but he's not superhuman. No, he just no, knows how to fight, and the technology helps him. Um, Kyle, uh, have you seen Super with Rain Wilson? Because I haven't seen it in a long time, but I. Love that movie. That was, uh, speaking of which, Tyler Bates did the score for that one, too. I saw in the credits. Yes. I was just wondering uh, if It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I have seen Super. it. I've seen Super, and I I enjoyed it. Didn't love it, but I liked it. Can't really speak to that, because I think Super is the only... Uh, it's, it's the worst thing James Gunn has done. I would Ouch. say I like Super's okay. Super's fine. Ouch! It's probably the worst. <laughs> it's my least favorite James Gunn thing. Um, Kyle, I will mm-hmm. say I had similar feelings after watching the first episode for okay. sure. Okay. Um, and you, because definitely your reaction is to be like, "Why should I care?" Like you're trying to convince me to like this character who should be irredeemable, right? Mm-hmm. After the Suicide Squad, um. It does work. I, I will say it builds on that, and it by the end of it, it really does. I don't know how it pulled it off, but it does make you. It does make you root for his character. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm Team John Cena at this point. I like. I was on the fence, but I can confidently say I love John Cena as an actor. I think he does really good work in the in the series, and it only gets better as it goes on. I like the show more and more with each episode that I watch. Yeah. I usually give a show like a couple episodes. So, you know, I can see this being one of those and not that 
the user ratings on IMDb are, are everything, but it does, it goes up almost every episode. Like it gets higher and higher. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's in line with it what you're saying. It takes a while to yeah. To get its footing, for sure. Yeah, that seems but that seems I, right. I really, really, really liked it. Hmm. So I would recommend it to anybody. That's it for me. I, I haven't been watching shit. So just American Pie and uh, <laughs> cool and Peacemaker and reality TV. Survivor's back. It's huge. Survivor. Oh, here we go. Uh, yeah. Um, I won't bore you with it. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, did you have anything besides Ty West? Nope. Oh. And Travis, were you done? I'm done. Okay, I'll finish real quick with... Well, Travis, you can talk about this. Pam and Tommy. I have one more sure. episode to go. And uh, we spoiled it at the beginning. This is going to be the most dongful episode. So, got to talk about episode two here. But overall, as a show so far, I think it's pretty good. It's not amazing. It's one of those shows that's more interesting the story and the plot is more interesting than a lot of things going on. I think the casting is like spot on. I think Lily James as Pam Anderson is amazing. Sebastian Sand is really good as Tommy Lee. Yeah. Um, and a few other characters. Hugh Hefner looks just like Hugh Hefner, whoever that guy is. Um, there's some other ones, but yeah, I think the casting is great and the acting is pretty great, but yeah. Uh, story is just super interesting i didn't know anything about it going in um besides the the you know that there was a tape out there of them but um yeah just what it's trying to say again this kind of recalls back to uh x and what i alluded to before about like the women's rights and like their that scene in whatever episode six or whatever where she's like you know it should be my choice whether it's you know whatever i've done before it doesn't matter it's like this ultimately is something that's private and it should be my choice whether it's out there or not. And that whole legal battle and like the, the decision from the judge ultimately to like make that public and publicized was pretty crazy, but yeah, it's, it's super watchable. It's just not like going to blow you away. Yeah. I would pretty much agree with all that. And um, I'm not necessarily against shows or like stories like this, but it does seem like, we're getting a lot more of them now where it's just like, let's take a, you know, a familiar popular story from the past and mm-hmm. um, pump some stars into it and let's, let's make some money off this thing. So I'm a little nervous that we're just going to get inundated with this kind of stuff where it's just going to be a lot of like retreading history, but you know, contextualizing it in like a drama rather than just like a documentary. Um, so I'm, kind of nervous for the future of uh television or film or whatever in that regard but yeah i would agree with pretty much everything you said yeah and it always happens it's always worse after something is become super popular like this so it's like oh what can we dig up that is similar and then they'll try to well they even dramatize fucking tiger king like yeah get real we already had the like (laughs) the real right. version of it on netflix we don't need a dramatized version yeah, of it on that's Hulu fucking now. peacock uh, who let's be honest let's be or real whatever. nobody is watching that peacock. nobody is watching peacock that. originals yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. Uh, well maybe not in pe- our circle but i guarantee people are watching oh that. yeah i bet it's massive <laughs> i bet it's huge <laughs> yeah well I it's mean, funny that you call out peacock specifically because nbc has a new uh, limited series coming out with Renee Zellweger called the the thing about Pam. 
I and saw they that, are marketing yeah. the shit out of it. And it's mm-hmm. the same thing. It's like a true story, like a true crime story turned into a, 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 a TV show. Um, but that's an NBC thing. They're definitely jumping on the trend of, you know, pulling from the headlines. Cause there was, what was that one from like two years ago with um, Joey King and, um, um, fuck Arquette, Patricia Arquette. Um, it was like a Hulu show, I think. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The she act? had like glasses. Yeah, the act. The act. The yep. act. Yeah. Yep. Another yep. thing where they took like a very recent <clears throat> true life crime thing, mm-hmm. you know, and then turned it into a, a limited series. Like that's definitely the trend right now, for sure. Well, I mean, that one I feel like is less egregious just because that's a smaller story. But like everyone knows the Pam and Tommy like sex tape. At least, you know, that it existed, maybe not the details of it, but that's such a high profile story that like, of course, it's going to get interest just based on. Right. Yeah, but that is the angle that they're playing, you know, like the the story behind the tape. And I get that. And uh, I mean, I do think it's well done. I've I liked I don't know what else I've seen from Craig Gillespie. I liked I, Tanya and um Oh yeah, I love I, Tanya. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think he did Larger than the Real Girl, which I still have to see, but um yeah, you know, I'm I'm a fan of that. I Travis, didn't you watch Physical? Uh I didn't finish it, but Oh, but you started it. I was okay. not a fan. I was liking it, yeah. No, okay. I was liking it. I just fuck TV, fuck TV. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um yeah, I mean, I feel like he's he's you know at least competent in his his directing. So um, again, yeah, it's very it is very watchable. Yeah. Like TV, well, I feel like TV has to be even more like even has to be even more elevated because it, just the fact that it's TV and it's has to keep you interested for six to eight, six to nine hours rep versus you know two hours. So that's a yeah, hurdle. I for do sure. think it's interesting that there is like the feminist angle in it and about her like having say in all of it, but then. There's like a backlash regarding the show and we don't really need to get into it too much, but Mm -hmm. like um, there's a backlash against the show because uh, she didn't really like approve of this coming out or I have seen that. Yeah. Created. Um, But it is a a lot of people are just dismissing it outright and saying, fuck this show. Pamela didn't have anything to do with it. She didn't want it to be, you know, made or whatever. Um, so like, fuck these people. But if you actually watch the show, I think they are trying to like give her agency and like, you know, tell her story in like a true manner or, you know, like, um, just like through that feminist angle. And it's, I think that's an interesting part of the show, but yet people aren't even giving it the time of day just because of like the, the things that are surrounding the show. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because I saw an article that says, Pamela Anderson will never watch Pam and Tommy. So that's alluding to that. She's never even seen the show. And when I was watching the show, I like, I I don't know much about Pamela Anderson at all, but just from what I've seen, like growing up, like when this was after her, like heyday. Right. But she just seemed like a dumb and ditzy blonde. And like, after watching the show, she seems like a lot more smart and like respectable coming at, like seeing all of right, this, it gives her a lot of things. credibility. Yeah, like I feel like it really, like elevates her and like makes her seem like I don't know, puts her in a new light for people that didn't know much about her. So I think, yeah, I think that's dumb to for her like to dismiss it like that because I yeah, I have the same feelings. Yeah. But I, having not seen it, I have to hard 
disagree with you guys. <laughs> Here comes just, the true ally. There's an ally. <laughs> it's just the ally that all the women need. <laughs> it's not fair, dude. Like, I don't... Can you imagine if somebody made a movie about a very horrible time in your life without your like actively against your permission and then you had to hear about it all the fucking time like i don't care like what light it portrays her in whether it's you know it it makes her look good or whatever the fact that she didn't authorize it is is unfair like well, i'm not saying it can't be made uh, i'm just saying also who, who was thinking us... uh, who was thinking about the pam and tommy tape before the show came out and now it's like you know back in the limelight and so i guess from that angle you could be upset or annoyed about it but no, i, 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 I like, can see what I, you're I don't saying think either of us but... were advocating that it's okay to do that i think we we're just saying like people shouldn't be against the show like because of or like if people especially people that haven't seen it saying like oh like this is something that she didn't want and it's actively portraying her in a bad light or whatever it's it's not that like yes both they should get permission but it is done in a in a good way mm-hmm. so i know what you're saying yeah. like and I'm it shows, it shows in the show how right. much like she was so she like she was like so desperate to cover the tape up and like hide all evidence of it like it really puts like that desperation in the forefront of her like wanting to cover this up because it was like such a private and intimate thing and i think they actually portray that really well with like that scene where other people are watching it and they're like this doesn't feel like porn or smut at all if it's like it's like literally two people in love and you know there's there's a lot of aspects to the show that are that are kind of corny and like heavy-handed but just that alone it kind of made you more empathize with them more and especially pamela and just her feelings behind the tape and yeah i I can see where she would want to not have this get out and what it would mean for her as a woman versus Tommy who, you know, she says at one point, like you could brag about this to your friends. And for me, it's like, it's totally different. It's a totally different thing. Mm -hmm. But to be fair, the, the show is from the perspective of Seth Rogen and Nick Offerman, right? Isn't that what the show is like? I, mean, I, seen it, that, I would that's the impression st- I got is that it's from their perspective. Is that yeah, I correct? could see that impression. It's I would say no. I would say it's mostly split. Uh, it kind of starts that way um, to to set it up, but then it there's a large chunk of it that's from I would say Tommy, Pam, and Seth Rogen. Those are like the main three perspectives that you see. Yeah, there's not really like one main character, right? Sure. Sure. But I, I just mean I have I've... no idea what this is about. <laughs> <laughs> For them to I didn't even like, know they were in it. Her I mean, I can understand why she would be upset because at least from the marketing, like it seems like the show is from the perspective of these two guys who got their hands on this tape and sold it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So for them, for for Hollywood to sensationalize that after she had already like to relitigate the past like that. Like for her to disown it, like I more so was just reacting to you, Kyle, saying like her having not even seen it for her to to write it off. Like that's more so what I was reacting to because it's like it's her story. Yeah. you know what I mean. So it's no, like, I mean her. I think her reaction to that is valid. Also, like again, like what you said, having a story about your life being told without your permission, that still seems fucked up. That is fucked up, no matter what. But I'm saying that 
just for somebody from the outside looking in, like as somebody that didn't know a lot about her, like this is probably, you know, sure. There's a large a demographic that's older than us watching this, but a lot of young people watching this that might have the same impression of her are watching this and learning more like that. I, I would you could see it as a good thing. I'm just saying, but I get both sides. No, I get sure. what you're saying. I mean, I, I get what you're saying in the sense that like, it recontextualizes her in the sense that for a lot of people, she probably is, you know, just that chick from Baywatch who was popular in the nineties. I get that, but you know, she also has to probably get asked about that show everywhere she goes now. And now more people (laughs) who maybe weren't familiar with her now know who she is again. And, you know, it's just like, it's it's, I mean, it's it's just sticky when you get into this like taking true life things and real people whose lives are who were and are affected by these stories being sensationalized by Hollywood like it's just it's sticky it's just sticky territory right? yeah it gets it's, dicey but they do try and give her some justice though like um they show that she like tried to have like a creative voice in Baywatch but just like never really got any time of day cuz she was just viewed as, you know, the the hot blonde or whatever and then it even seems like the sex tape fucked with her release of barbed wire and like people kind of just viewed her as a joke after the sex tape and um you know, it really wasn't that. So I, I whether she gave consent for the show or not, I think it is kind of important to like get her story out there again even though it's not her the one backing it because i think it does give her a lot of like agency that she didn't really have prior to this i think it goes beyond that too like what we were saying with x and not to get into like a whole other argument but like there's just so much like this control of you know women and and what we see and like i think it puts not just her but like the industry into perspective perspective of like they're ultimately they should have control of you know what's what's out there and just because they're doing this it doesn't mean that they're you know a slut as as in her words like you know posing for these for these magazines and stuff like it's just the way (laughs) this old school way of thinking and to like label them as one thing just because they are like doing their job and want to make a living like it's it's fucked up and she's just trying to like yeah she's just trying to get out of her small town in canada and and make you know make it big yeah no i get i get it dude i i just the very definition of agency is having control over your own thoughts and behavior and perception right so to, mm-hmm. to say that this gives her agency it does it gives the character of pamela anderson agency but you can't really say it gives pamela anderson the human being agency because she wasn't involved you know no that's I mean? true that's true right it, yeah like i get what you're I saying would be interesting sure. to read the original like context because this was based off of something like is was anything pulled from from her or not? Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, right. is it? Did they? Did she do? Like, an I know it's based off of an article, but like, side of the story. Yeah, yeah. Does she have like a bot, like a biography out there, like that's available? And you know, she might have actually said this. And uh, again, this is all just it's hypothetical, but maybe you know, maybe that's how she felt. So, and I imagine right. that's how she would feel, or or 
how she would want to portray that that industry because it seems or at least from what I've seen it seems very true to life this this story there were very little things that they that they tried to fictionalize Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it could, it could have just been like very, you know, like kind of trashy and surface level, but you know, regardless of her being involved or not, I think it does try and like paint her in a good light. Yeah, for sure. So you have one, you have one more to go. So do I one more episode, right? Uh, yeah, the finale. Mm-hmm. Same. I'll probably finish it to today later. Um, Okay, that's it for me. I think that's it for all of you guys. So, mm-hmm. all right. So next week, um, we are going to be in Vegas. So we will not be recording. Uh, but the following week, we have... It's a fucking huge... Going to be a huge show. We have Everything Everywhere all at once. Plus, we have Morbius. Got to do it. And the Oscars. And the Oscars. So we'll have we'll wrap up the Oscars bet, which we'll we'll try to post some stuff on uh, while we're in Vegas. We'll get our picks out there. We'll get uh, live updates as to who wins, so so on and so forth. Um, and then we also have Halo. I don't know if all episodes are releasing on the same date, but uh, we'll probably save that for a later date because it's gonna be it's gonna take longer mm. to watch. So, but that is also coming out on what is it the twenty. I had Fourth March Thursday. End of, yeah, yeah March 24th. This close. Yep. Yeah, it comes out Thursday. Are we pumped? Thursday, Thursday. I don't really I'm know pumped. anything about it. I'm I'm I don't know too much about it, but going to watch it no matter what. So. Oh, barf. Barf. You're talking shit about TV, and you're going to give airtime to this fucking trash adaptation of a, of a video game that isn't even good from a story or lore perspective. You're really you're going your to mind. prioritize your time. Did you read the books? I read the first book, and it was trash. No one gives a fuck about Master Queef or Cortana or any of that bullshit. This, mo- this show is going to suck. The fact that you are even giving it airtime makes me want to vomit. I hate what, it. What is it going to be? You got to get me out of here. Paramount. Paramount Plus. Okay. I'll further barf, by the way. So, saying a, that loved a show by a, a superhero that no one knew about. Or cared yeah, about it's art but <laughs> <laughs> obviously uh i mean from a writing perspective yeah i'm i'm not like too hyped on it i don't i don't know either of these jabronis but it's halo like for us it's a bigger deal especially for jacob and yeah, josh huge. i mean i'll watch it i'll i'm fine with it you know we'll see it could be shit who knows we're watching fucking morbius so who gives a fuck Exactly. What are you right. talking? Cinema is dead. What are you watching? <laughs> There's good TV out there. Is all I'm saying. Don't talk shit on TV. And <laughs> honestly, like, you choose to watch is fucking Halo. Okay, that's the point I'm trying to. Make. Hey, for a, for a Marvel movie, I'm actually kind of intrigued by Morbius. Morbius, I am not even gonna watch that. <laughs> Who are you people? <laughs> Morbius has a storied. There's a storied history there. We got to get into it. So. Do it's Jared Leto. Do you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jared Leto. Huge. Who doesn't like Jared Leto? Well, Dude, Morbius. I would say huge. <laughs> I would say the, huge. the the immediate episode after we get back from Vegas is going to be everything, everywhere, all at once, and Morbius, and then we'll try to get. We'll probably do Halo the following week because the following week is only 
Ambulance. That's going to be out. So, and that's on Netflix. Ooh, Michael Bay, baby. Ambulance yeah. does actually look pretty good. The yeah, trailer right. gives away a lot, but it's Michael Bay. You, the in. whole trailer is the movie. I'm in. <laughs> right. You guys have seen the trailer for Everywhere? All no, no, oh, I don't yeah. even know anything oh, about it. Man, you know who made the movie though, right? Yeah, yep. Daniels. Daniels. It's going to be huge. That trailer. I saw that trailer for the first time yesterday. Or no, Friday when I saw X. Mm-hmm. I am hyped big time. Oh, yeah. It looks amazing. I'm, I'm honestly... Uh, I think it's going to be I'm good. not. I'm not that hyped. And you've seen the trailer? Mm-hmm. You hated Swiss Army Man. No, I was a big fan of it. Then why wouldn't you be excited? Then why? How could you not be hyped? From the trailer. Because I saw the trailer. I don't yeah. know. Like, what do you want me to say? <laughs> I don't have to just automatically be in because I liked a previous movie of theirs. But you're going to, but you're excited I'm for watch Morbius. It, yeah. No, I said I'm intrigued. Morbius could be huge. For a Marvel movie because at least it's it looks a little different. That's the power of trailers. They, have, they hire bullshit. the best and biggest trailer studios, cut those together, and everywhere all at once. It's probably did it independently, so... Oh, the guy who directed Life did Morbius. Huge. It's going to be oh, a banger. Yeah, you <laughs> love Life. Yeah, your favorite fucking movie. We love, no, we no love one, Life around here. No one likes Life. Exactly, exactly, let's dude. go. <laughs> Safe House, uh, the movie that I've seen, and I don't remember one single minute of it. Yeah. I have seen Safe way. House. I can't remember a single second of that movie. In one eye, out the other. Yikes. God All right, damn it! I'm just Let's... counting down the days until Alex Garland saves cinema again, oh, it's again. Gonna be huge. Uh, let's let's talk about the egghead before we get into that. Yeah, Barf. that's true. Oh, Matt, shut we up! Got, You're excited for the North. We man. got egghead next Come month. On. I've seen it. I've already seen that movie. Ridley oh Scott did it. It's called Gladiator. <laughs> Don't care. <laughs> what? Romans, yeah. Vikings. Who cares? It's all the same. It's all the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey, I said there's no original movies anymore, so yeah, backing that up. All right, let's yeah. let's shit her down. Uh, you guys, go ahead. Why don't you give us your plugs, Travis and Matt? Uh, find us at Cinephiles Digest everywhere, all over the internet. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you're listening to this on our feed. Uh, thank you. You found check us. Out, check out this <laughs> this other feed. These other jabronis, they're cool too. You know, Suds sure. and Cinema. The, we'll wait the, for the uh, next crossover, Morbius. It's the um, yeah. We got we're starting our own multiverse. <laughs> it's all the rage. It's all the rage right now. Yeah, we, you have to be on a network it to, really is. to really get big. So yeah, we'll start our own podcasting network. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, well, you can find us uh, at Southern Cinema Podcast. Uh, if you want to send us a comment or question, email us at Southern Cinema Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at Southern Cinema Podcast. I'm on Letterboxd and Untapped at the KG Project. And I'm on both of those platforms at Josh underscore Saldana. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. Really?